1: What's happened to Mike Schmidt? 40-year-old boy. Oh, fuck, was that a and I can't even finish it. Hey, well, hey, what's, hey, what's going on, everybody? How you doing? Let's go to check the traffic and weather together on the ones. Let's go out to the Enid's Expressway. The Enid's? The Enid's? Let's go to the Enid's Expressway. That's what I say we do. How about all of you Enid's out there traveling on the Expressway? I don't know if you know this. We have an Expressway exclusively for Enid's. The triple E, we call it. The exclu- expressway exclusively for Enid's. Oh, Enid's, saddle up and board your Escalade. It's a quadruple e now. What the fuck's happening? Holy Jesus Christ. An expressway exclusively for Enid's and Escalade's. Somebody grab the wheel. How about Jesus? Would you do that for me, sir? Oh, you. Hi, everybody. It's a show. My voice is beat to shit. I apologize. I uh, And also, I'm a little late. I understand I'm a little late with this show. It's a, not as late as the previous show, but a little, a skosh. Late is what I'm going to call it. and But I have a good reason. I know you're thinking to yourselves, he couldn't possibly have a good reason after last week's show where I, I had an well, last week, two weeks ago? Look, don't fucking pigeonhole me, man. Uh, i did a show a couple of weeks ago certainly and i mentioned that i had gone up to the compound of one fearful jesuit and when i was up there i had sworn to be a monk by the way and get this I, there's like five things i didn't finish from that show i realized that after i put them up i never explained what potatoes and a receipt were like i never told you fucking guys mm-hmm. there was a whole point to get to with potatoes and a receipt because there was a thing i wanted to show you on, on on youtube that you needed to check out and what happens well i forget to tell you do I tell you now? Maybe not. Maybe I tease you. Maybe I keep you around. Maybe I make you wait till the end of the show here for potatoes and receipts. Not that anybody came back after two weeks ago. And they were like, "Oh man, I tuned in for fucking potatoes and receipts." You don't have to fake laugh. I promise. I apologize. Uh, I have a friend here, and we'll get to that in a second. But uh, but yeah, certainly I told you that uh, I was uh, two weeks ago. I was at the Jesuit compound up north, dealing with monks. As they built ships and bottles and they made rice uh, paintings and things like that. And they told me to be quiet. And I said, sure. Uh, and then it got out of hand and I wound up not doing a podcast. Well, now you're thinking to yourself, well, Mike, yeah, yeah, obviously you kicked that vow of silence and you came back a couple of weeks ago. You did a show. Where have you been the last two weeks? You're not going to believe it, folks. Get this. I'm at the club, right? Where I'm at with a lot of the movers and shakers, the masters of the universe. We always go there. We trade stocks. We talk about our conquests. Certainly. And we sit in chairs, we smoke pipes, we read newspapers because that's what you do at the club. Uh, and then there's a butler, he comes by and he brings you some sort of a gimlet and a sandwich and I'll oh, do, I'll tell you what, nothing I like more than a gimlet and a sandwich. Oh, you know, I've talked before about you watch those old timey shows and they're like, Hey man, bring me a ham sandwich and a cup of coffee. And it's the most disgusting vile thing I've ever heard in my life. Who's drinking? I look, I don't understand why you're drinking coffee anyway. That just, that just, that, that smell. it's like a liquid where they just boiled African socks. I don't know what the fuck you're eating a, a, a coffee thing for, but, uh, but and then pairing it with a ham sandwich. What if that's a hot ham sandwich? Oh, good Christ. What if you're having like a Monte Cristo with a cup of coffee? I know Monte Cristo seems like a breakfast item because of the French toast, but back the fuck off. Don't drink coffee with anything ever. Stop drinking coffee, period. You know what? Let's do it. Let's put these fucking Starbucks cocksuckers out of business. They're smug. They're out there with their fucking chillers. And they're fucking cold brews and they're bullshit. Hey, you want to make coffee? It's hot fucking coffee. Coffee should be a punishment. Fuck putting coffee and, and milk together. Don't put any sugar in this. I don't want a strawberry fucking goofy fruit loop hula hoop nonsense. Get that the fuck out of here. Coffee should only come in a cup with Greek letters on it. And it should be in a fucking machine where you press a button and it whirs. I don't want a coffee unless I hear whirring. If I hear whirring, there better be coffee in the vicinity. It goes hand in hand, folks. If I hear whirring, there better be coffee. If I see a coffee, I better hear whirring fucking right in the background to know where that fucking coffee came from. Don't think, don't fucking proselytize at me, stand on a countertop and go, I'm a barista. I can draw a leaf in your beverage. Fuck off, man. Get a job. Go back to college. Nobody gives a shit about you drawing Dagwood Bumstead in my fucking cappuccino. It's not happening, man. I don't know why you're fake laughing at that. All right uh it's a it's Diagon a, it's a chem- it. sure of course why not literally now everybody has dropped their ipod vaginas rifling through wikipedia try to find who with bumps <laughs> that is by the way don't rifle through wikipedia you'll get fingerprints all over your computer screen i'm telling you right now i try i go there and i, I just oh and is it riffle is it riffling through something or rifling through something i don't it's spelled like rifle right. uh but it could yeah it's rifling through correct yeah like you're rifling through a filing cabinet looking for oxycontin don't ask me why I had showed up. I don't know. I guess. And look, so I guess here's the, here's the lesson. Don't keep your Oxycontin in the filing cabinet. Cause that's the first fucking place I'm going to look. I'm going to jimmy it with a nail file. And I'm going to rifle through it. Look for some fucking horse pills. That'll let me sleep for a month. And then guess what happens a month later? I wake up and I go, Oh man, I was supposed to do a show. That's a great excuse. I rifled through somebody's goddamn filing cabinet, found some Oxycontin and choked them down and slept for a fucking month. You don't give me a break for that. How do you not give me a break? That's certainly a better excuse than hanging out with monks in their ball sacks. I fucking just told you I rifled through a goddamn filing cabinet, found some oxy, choked it down because I wanted to give it a day in court. I don't find pills without taking them, folks. That's how I handle my business. I'm never going to look at a pill and go, wow, that's odd, and put it on a shelf. Fuck you. I find a pill, I take it. Obviously, that pill wants to be taken, or it wouldn't have put itself in such a conspicuous place, like a filing cabinet underneath all of your old taxes. Oh, folks, I go through your filing cabinets, I rifle through, I find your old taxes, I throw them on the floor, willy and or nilly, and I scoop out the oxy that you've got there in a goddamn candy dish, like mints at the front of a fucking old restaurant, I scoop it up and I choke it down, and I pat out right there on the fucking floor and then what happens the show doesn't get put up and you're furious and you're like you know what next time the show doesn't come up on time you're like because and only if it's one week after one week if the show doesn't come up just go well mike's usually got to show up after a week usually strong word doing a lot of heavy lifting in that sentence but if i if the, the second week comes you can go oh man I hope Mike didn't fucking rifle open a filing cabinet and take Oxycontin and fall asleep on somebody's floor because that would suck. But now you're always going to worry about it. If the show's ever late, you're always going to find yourself thinking that. And that's good. That's all I care about. I want to put stuff in your goddamn brain. But you remember last week it was three weeks I hadn't done a show because I was up there with Jesuit and doing all the fucking nonsense at the compound. Uh, well, now this is two weeks. I told you, I was at the club. And, uh, and Winston is there. He brings me my gimlet. He hands me my Rob Roy. He takes my umbrella. Eh, there's a shower outside. Uh, I take my usual seat and, uh, and I won't lie. I start pontificating a little bit. I start talking about some things that I know because I feel comfortable in the club with a lot of blue bloods. Like myself, we go ahead, we back and forth. We trade not a lot of fourth, more back. Uh, it's me talking and them listening. And that's how I fucking like it. So uh, I start talking about uh, a peach of a honey that I saw walking at the diner. What the fuck? I saw a peach of a honey over there at the old diner. Uh, She she flashed me her gams and I gave her a pinch. Oh, what a time we had. I had lunch in 1938. It was fantastic. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, See, you're making me laugh because you're fake laughing at my nonsense. All right, good. All right. So, uh, look, if you ever see a peach of a honey and she flashes you your gams, give her such a pinch. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and so that's what happened And you know, you know what I ordered in that diner Oh, ham sandwich and coffee <laughs> 1938 lunch Choking it down and crying every second Fuck me, but I had to impress her uh, she, had, I, she had to know That I was from the proper decade Because if I walk in there and I order a fucking Coronado She's going to go, who the fuck are you Goddamn Generalissimo Francisco Franco Get out of my diner and give me a swift kick With one of those gams I don't even get time for a pinch uh, Alright, so I'm at the club And I'm there. I've got a suit on. I look good. Mm, eh, Well, look, fuck no. Everybody looks good in a suit. Unless you're wearing some backy, fucking drowsy suit. Why drowsy? Why drowsy? Because I think... You know what? Because I think this. Did you ever see Dr. Detroit? Which, by the way, you should if you haven't. Oh, my God. It's glorious. It's free right now on Amazon Prime. And uh, there's a scene where Dan Aykroyd has to go... uh, Now, look, I'm going to tell you this. Dan Aykroyd tries to go and rescue a woman who has been arrested for prostitution. He has to try to get her off in court. Ha-ha. And uh, get this, it's a comedy. So he he shows up, and uh, his plan is, I don't know what to do here. And then he sees a guy, a disgusting man, just a... Uh, you know what this man looks like he looks like a human droopy dog. His his face is covered in folds. Uh, he hasn't shaved in days, and you can smell him through the television screen. And he's wearing a uh, like a white suit, like a white almost a seersucker with a, like a weird looking like one of those string ties and a and a goofy ass fucking uh, old timey southerny hat. And Dan Aykroyd's plan to get the hooker out of uh, out of the uh, courtroom is he pays this sot to To change clothes with him so he can disguise himself as a southern lawyer and somehow convince the court to let this prostitute go free and uh and he goes with this plan only because he sees a panel on the wall that says like the judge is like beauregard t justice or whatever the fuck you know what I mean it's like so stupid. But he, so he, literally his plan all comes together. He's like, oh my God, this guy's obviously some sort of cracker. And then he looks over and he sees this hobo dressed in fucking horrible off white, perhaps eggshell, maybe a crew. And he <laughs> makes him take his suit off and he throws it on. And then he goes in and he, uh, he pretends he's a southerner. Okay. Uh, and, and I'm telling you folks, it is, it's classic. But when I, when I said a drowsy suit, I was thinking of this man because, and also I will tell you this, this dude looks like fucking 195 pounds of melted ice cream. I mean, this fucking guy is just a mess. And Aykroyd is, you know, a Natalie attired fucking college professor, because why wouldn't he be? (laughs) Of course he is. So, uh, So he's there and he buys the clothes and magically transforms this absolute garbage wrap of a suit into a... What what could only be described as a fashionable take on the southern lawyer? And he looks good because it, it, it fits him perfectly. And you're like, there is no way Ackroyd, who you, you by the way, you're introduced to Ackroyd in the beginning of the movie. He's a speed walker who's in tremendous shape. There's no way he's going to get form fit by a suit being worn by a fucking golem. That's not going to fucking work. This dude is awful. He's got, he looks like a keen painting, just big, yeah. bashful, sad eyes, and just fucking terrified that fucking Ackroyd's going to do anything to fucking bother him. And then he convinces him with like 20 bucks to give him his fucking suit. What a mess. That movie's got a lot of plot holes in it. That's not the least of them. That is truly not the least of them. You know you what I know? This might be the least of them. Uh, somehow, uh, Fran Drescher is a whore and a fantastic cook. So, uh, she has to make Indian food. So they go get Kentucky fried chicken and like tomato juice and she puts it in a catering dish and she somehow makes chicken tikka masala that fools people from India. Get the fuck out of here, nanny. That's not working for anybody. Donna Dixon's in it. She's attractive. A lot of hot girls. Howard Hessman, gay in his real life, but playing smooth walker, a pimp in this movie. Not that that matters, but, but, but you know, that's, but that's how good an actor Howard Hessman is. You had no idea who was gay until I just told you that, right? That's how fucking fantastic an actor that dude was. He totally fucking bamboozled all of you. So now, I'll tell you what, if Hesman comes up to you at a party, he slides a hand like in your pants and he like, grabs you gives you a little goose like you were a diner at a 1938 fucking, or a waitress at a 38 diner, then you got to give in to his whims because he's fucking Hesman. He's smooth. Why not? Uh, so I'm at the club. And, uh, you know, I'm taking care of business. As I mentioned, Winston has brought over my drink. I'm entertaining everybody as I usually do. Uh, except except for fucking collins who can't stand me who doesn't like my voice he doesn't like the fact that i talk and i bluster he thinks i'm phony he thinks i'm new money so uh collins approaches me and he wants to make a wager and of course i'm interested in money like the next guy so i say well point of parliamentary procedure collins what what is your pray tell what is this wager you speak of And his wager is that I, me, my, me, Mike, podcaster Mike, blustering, gimlet drinking Mike, can't maintain total silence for a full month. If I do this, he's prepared to pay me $100,000. But if I don't do this, I have to resign from the club immediately and admit I'm a fraud. Well, let me tell you something, Collins. You're on. So Collins inexplicably has Doctor Smith from Lost in Space as a lawyer, and he says to him, "Go ahead and make the arrangements." And uh, and as I often do, I think to myself, "Well, I've you know what now now Mike now now you definitely stuck your foot in it because you're a podcasting person and uh, and he's betting that you can't stay silent for a month." And I, and me just coming off a of three week absence. That just seems cruel to you, the listener, but yet a hundred thousand dollars would solve a whole lot of problems and buy a whole lot of gimlets. So I think to myself, this is a bet worth taking. So here's what I do. Uh, I'm worried. Of course, as you know, I'm uh, uh what's the word verbose. I talk a bit. I, I don't mind uh, you shouting to the rooftops. I, I will talk to anyone and everyone. A mailman, a dog, a grocery man, a milkman. If there's a (laughs) boy, if there's a milkman, he and I are going to have a long discussion. The fuck are you doing here? Holy shit, Oberweiss. Get back in the truck and drive back to 1950 and tell the Iceman I need a block. What the hell, baby? Uh, so, so, uh, so I think to myself, you know, I'm I'm a talker. That's who I am. That's what I do. Maybe not so much recently, and certainly not on time. But I am a talking person. If you have a have microphone, will babble. So, uh, hey, folks, I just made that up right now. I think I, let's have a moment of silence for what a fucking genius I am. How about it? Thank you. I got a thumbs up from my guest. Uh, so, by what's the way, in a gimlet? Uh, what's in a gimlet? Mm-hmm. Oh, my future. Uh, what is it? It's uh, what is it? Vodkas and olives and shit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is it uh, okay? Vodkas and olives oh. and uh, uh, pickle juice and bourbon.
0: Either vodka or gin and lime
1: juice. I was pretty close. It, well, you weren't even close. Well, I'll be honest with you. I did not have my glasses on. I thought the uh, limes were olives. <laughs> I thought they're both green. They're both round. I'm like, well, uh, clearly those are olives of some 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 sort. Uh, but I knew it was vodka, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Step off, Gigantor. All right. Uh, <laughs> So sure enough, I uh, I think to myself, well, how I again, as I've mentioned, I've stepped in it at this point. I've made the bet. I've sh- I've shaken hands with Collins in front of everybody, in front of Wilson and Jenkins and Smith. I can't look like a jerk in front of Wilson and Jenkins and Smith. This is a bet I've chosen to take. Uh, so Dr. Smith makes the financial arrangements, of course. And uh, and I speak to Winston and I say, oh, Winston, let me ask you this. Is there any way I can use the basement of the club? And he's like. I don't know, sir. We have plans for the basement. I say, Winston, please. I've been in this club for centuries, it seems. Never once have we used the basement for any function of any kind. I have to check, sir. But I don't believe the basement is available. All right, so Winston's going to check. Uh, and I know, again, I'm going to have trouble being quiet for a month. It just seems like a long time. I was able to pull off three weeks, but uh, a month, yee, that's long. That's, you know what that is? Extra seven days. So, so I think there's no way I can pull it off. Right. So sure enough, uh, uh, I, I decide there's only one way to ensure that I can win this bet and make a hundred thousand dollars. And that is to have a surgeon sever my vocal cords. So, uh, I started making some calls. I dial up, uh, now here's the thing. I call, I call the ear and nose specialists, not interested. Couldn't possibly help me. They said, I said, can you point me in the right direction? They said, have you spoken to a throat specialist? I said, thank you. Thank you very much. When did you guys split up? <laughs> I'm fucking great at this. You know what? I didn't want to do this show because I suck, but I just came up with that. I talked to the ear and nose dudes. Where's the throw? Why'd you split up? God damn it. This feels less like a personal talking to you podcast and more of a just rambling thing. And I apologize for that, folks. If it's nothing you're interested in, please uh, find another dial. I'm it's there's plenty of plenty of stations here on your FM dial. Please scroll around and find somebody like go find Sky Daniels over there. at WMET. See what he's got for you. Uh, all right. Go find Bobby Stroud and the Stroud crowd over there at XRT at ninety three point one. How about it? Let's talk about all Chicago radio. Uh all right. So I asked the surgeon, I'm like, look, here's the deal. Uh, and then at first not the ear and nose guys, I go to the throat guy, call him up. And uh I gotta be honest with you, I I make the first call and uh and we're not connecting at all. We're going we're talking past one another. I'm cause I'm talking about severing my vocal cords and they're talking about possibly having a G spot in my throat. <laughs> And it dawns on me, and I sure enough, I check. I've called the deep throat specialist. So, uh, Doctor Doctor Lovelace can help me. Uh, Doctor Reams, Doctor Holmes, Doctor Lovelace, Doctor Reams, Doctor Holmes, Doctor Lovelace. So uh, they could not. Have, so I had. To, so again, I had to find the right number. That's that's an incorrect number. It was pretty dumb, uh, but I enjoyed it. I accidentally called the deep throat specialist. So now I've got to call. You spit up water. That's fun. I like it's that.
0: the actual
1: plot. Yes, it is. Of course. <laughs> what? I mean, look, you don't think I'm going to go into specifics. You don't think I'm going to, you think I'm just going to futz around. See, it's not good. If I just say I called the deep throat specialist, nobody gives a flying fuck.
2: Literally the stupid plot.
1: Yes. Oh my That's God. the plot of the movie. So I make sure that that. So That's we, really we, good. we bring us all in together. Uh, so I've accidentally called them. And I decide I can't, this, they're not going to help me at all, certainly. And, but we do, it doesn't stop us from having a very pleasant 20-minute conversation. But again, talking past one another. It's just not getting it done. So I, I go ahead and I check back. I, I open my Rolodex. I scroll through and I find, you know, the throat specialist. I should have looked under T in the first place. So uh, I dial him up and I'm like, hey, doc, how you doing? He goes, good. Uh, he goes, uh, is this, hey, is this uh, Mike the verbose speaker, uh, the podcaster? I said, yes. I go, I need you to sever my vocal cords. And he said, did Collins put you up to this? I said, well, I wouldn't say that he put put me up to it, but he made a bet. He made a wager with me uh, that I couldn't keep quiet for a month. He goes, oh, well, you're never going to be able to do that. I go, exactly. Which is why I need your help, sir. And he said, "Mm, where do you plan on? uh, Where do you plan on spending this month? I said, the basement of the club, He goes, the basement of the club is off limits, sir. I said, how dare you? I've already checked with Winston. He's checking with the other guys. I don't know their names. I don't really, I don't, I don't look at the fucking, the, the the masthead or whatever when I walk in the fucking joint. I know there's just, I know there's Winston. That's it. Uh, so he's like, all right, well I can, you know what? I can sever your vocal cords. I can do this for you. if, If you really think this is something you need to do, I said, all right, uh, that's fine. And he goes, um, When can you come in? I said, when can you do it? You tell me I need, because it's a month and it starts in a week. And uh, he said, all right, well, that's fine. I go, how much does this procedure cost? He says, (laughs) $101,000. Now, I don't have to tell you people. This puts me in the hole a grand. Even if I win this bet, even if somehow Winston lets me use the basement Even if Dr. Smith crunches the numbers, even if I get the vocal cord severed and I'm able to maintain a somber silence for a goddamn month in the face of all the taunting that I'm sure Collins would be doing, I wind up a thousand cash poor just from fucking winning this bet. But if I don't, if I don't go through with it, I have to quit the club and admit I'm a fraud. And I can't do with Jenkins and Williams and Smith. <laughs> I couldn't possibly in front of them. So I had to think about it. I had I had to really think about it. And uh, and I mean it was you know it's a it's a hundred and one thousand dollars that that's I can look. So let's talk about my Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm look. You're not on the hook for the whole hundred and one grand because I'm going to win the bet. I just need a thousand dollars from you so I can have somebody sever my vocal cords. <laughs> see see that's what i want how how great would that be see like i said a couple of weeks ago i'm just gonna be like a fucking make-a-wish adult if if i if i get the cancer and you know i'm gonna and i call it the cancer because i'm the ancient man it's the rhyme of the ancient mariner me talking about the cancer uh christ almighty i'm just gonna have i'm just gonna have a kickstarter and just go man i just want blowjobs until i die that's it blowjobs until i die please just piles of cocaine and and heroin and needles and whatever the fuck you got, I don't give a shit. Fucking uh, bourbon and pickle juice. We'll invent a drink. The on your way out, the fucking exit. The check, please. We'll call it that. The check, please. Bourbon and pickle juice because I got cancer and I don't give a fuck. Check, please. Uh, so so in I I be honest with you I I've had to think about this. I, so certainly as you can tell uh, I didn't get my vocal cord severed. And uh, and I can tell you that con- I have still not admitted that I'm a fraud in front of Jenkins and Williams and Smith. That's never happening. But uh, if next week I wind up late or I'm not here, I may have made the money and I may have pulled the trigger on it. So j- I just want you to know I'm letting you know what's what's gone on in the past and certainly what to expect going forward in the future. I have no end for this bit. I just I just made it up out of nowhere. And so I have no end. So we're just going to move on. Uh Hi, what's happening, man? Podcast, right? Best. Should be fun. Oh, yeah, I could talk about you, I suppose. Uh, folks, you've heard my guest uh, talking and fake laughing so far up to this point. And guest is a strong word because they don't have a microphone. They're just kind of observing this nonsense happen in real time. Uh, and I will tell you this. Um, they were they were real pushy about it. I, I'm not going <laughs> to they they, you know, uh, they wanted to demand content. They wanted it this afternoon. And uh and then they wanted it this evening. Whatever. It's it's I don't I'm exhausted by you people and your demands. Uh, you know, that demand of one show a week during a pandemic. Nobody gives a fuck. I've been doing it for 13 years. Uh, I I don't. It's whatever. It's astonishing to me. But you're all very kind anyway. But this gentleman, uh, not normally. Uh, now, I'm not in the compound. I will tell you that I am not in the compound. I'm back from the compound. Uh, but it turned out. Get this. I left my shoes up there and so he has come home to return them. I appreciate it very much. Uh this is our great friend, the host of the Paranoid Strain podcast. Uh ladies and gentlemen, Fearful Jesuit is here in my living room. Hi. Hi. I'm
2: Fearful Jesuit.
1: That's him doing his fucking crazy voice that he does. Uh he has a vocoder. He has to speak through a vocoder. He's like uh <laughs> he's like fucking <laughs> He's like Roger <laughs> just, and because it can just like roger he wants to be your man uh little zap are you in zap were you in zap i don't think you were in zap zap was a uh, california knows how to party uh so jesuit is here and i will tell you this was there a chance was there a plan of him coming was this planned well i don't know if you could uh if you could call a text out of the blue that's like hey I'm i'm coming to los angeles a plan and I and I again as he's like hey I'm I'm coming to LA and I'm like great he's like I'm I'm gonna be on a train clang 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 he actually texted five clangs and I went oh all right cool and he's like cool so you'll just meet me at the station then and uh and I look I like people and uh also I'm a liar (laughs) Uh, no, I don't mind people, but look, it's been, there's been a pandemic afoot and all of us have changed and, uh, it's weird. It's just a weird thing to entertain or see people or bring them places. I, I keep thinking that I'm enthusiastic and I can't, oh man, I can't wait to see all my friends. It's going to be fucking awesome. And then, and, uh, but I mean, this wasn't even a plan. Like it literally, it was just, it was a, this was more of a threat. It it was like, you know, Hey, I'm be in fucking Los Angeles. Cool. Yeah. I'll be on the train you're on the train. What are you a fucking hit man who travels by train? That was another thing that threw me off. He's like, I'm coming to LA. It's like, great. And he's like, I'll be on the train. I'm like, I, all right, fucking Gene Wilder in silver streak. I mean, fine. I don't know what that means. And, and then, I thought it'd like to live and die in LA when the fucking, the, the, the Asian fucking FBI agent came in with the money and he got fucking gacked by fucking <laughs> William L. Peterson. Uh, it just, it just seemed like such and look, I love the train. I've been on the train. Um, but uh, here, here's here's a joke from my old I took a train once to the Midwest uh you know I went into the uh I went in, no you know what is this this is my joke uh yeah I, it is but it's so, but it doesn't sound like mine because it sounds like another guy but you'll hear it uh, I went into the bathroom in the train and it had it said it said you please place used razor blades here and uh any form of transportation where I may have to shave during it, is a real detriment to my travel time. Uh, but that sounds like a Seinfeld bit, right? But I know yeah. it's my bit. I know I did it, and I did it on stage in the Midwest. Uh, along with, oh, here's another great. I look at, I'm just going to drag up old material from when I was in the Midwest. Get this, everybody. Here's one of my fa- I, I, I must have said this on the show before. I certainly have. And I will tell you this, Fearful Jesuit... I'll tell you. I know you will, because Fearful Jesuit maintains that he has heard every one of my shows. Now, that's a lot easier these days, because it's <laughs> it literally... It's, it's like w- half as many. one a month, yeah. Um, uh, but it al- I'll tell you what, it almost wasn't a show this month. Did you hear?
2: You almost got your vocal cords severed.
1: I made a bet with Collins. <laughs> someone is going to know what that means. Oh, someone will really know what all of that means. All right. Um, oh, so I worked in I worked in, uh, I worked in uh, Cedar Point, Iowa. Where did Buddy Holly crash? I don't know. Buddy Holly crashed Iowa. Is that where it is, baby? Yeah. <laughs> we're we're going Crash. down Iowa. Yeah. Um no one cares about Big Bopper, Ah, yeah. <laughs> But he uh and so the club that I played at was on Buddy Holly Drive in the in t- the town where he had crashed. And so I went up on stage and I, I was like, well, uh, thank you. I'm glad I'm glad to be here. And again, a bar full of Jugheads. And I just went, uh, here we are on Buddy Holly Drive, which is ironic because if he had, probably don't name the street after him. Boo! <laughs> Too soon, really, to take on Buddy Holly here in 1993? Really? I, I'm i out of line are you are you the final remaining descendant of the crickets? You're here to make sure. What if this person's here every week with a clipboard? Oh no, I'm here to please don't. Oh don't how dare you? Don't you don't make that. Joke. Uh but I did. I didn't care. Thank you. Ha uh, yeah, but but I loved it. I, when I did it, I was thrilled, of course. Uh, cause I, lo- that's what I loved doing was all that stuff. Cause it was, I look, I didn't do stand up for crowds. I didn't stand up for me. I wanted to make me laugh and hopefully one girl in every bar. And just so they would come up and go, you are fantastic. Have you seen my nipples? And I'd be like, well, not yet, but I'll tell you what I got all night. Uh, cause I, I am a fan of nipples. I like them. I'll rate them. Show me. You know, do me a favor. Somebody send me a picture of your nipples. Ladies, please. Don't die. button that shirt, Jesuit. Could not be less interested in your nom de plume nipples. Oh, grim. Uh, he did pull it out. He actually pulled it out. This is a terrifying thing. I'm not happy about it. That You know what? Oh, had, oh you know what? You've got, you've got coffee and a ham sandwich nipples, my friend uh terrifyingly awful all right uh so jeswood is here and literally did text me he's like hey man i'm coming to los angeles i'm like great he's like uh so meet me at the station fine and uh but here's the issue he's like great i get into town at 9:30 a.m. and i'm
2: normal time and i'm
1: like great i go to bed at 9:20 a.m. <laughs> so uh, i guess i don't i don't know what to tell you here uh, but again, I did not say that because I, you know, I, he's my friend and he's done good things for me and I, I didn't want to leave him in a lurch certainly. So I, I, and it would be nice to see him, but, but I, but I, I'm more worried about the fact that I, I, my sleep schedule is so fucked that I can't like getting up to go there. I could look, I could do it, but I was worried I truly wouldn't fall asleep till like seven 30. Cause I've been again, as you know, uh, in the past month or so, and by month, I mean year, uh, i've been doing that thing where you know i I might sleep at uh like six thirty p m until nine thirty p m and that gives me that second wind I need to stay up until eight a m uh, and then i 'll sleep from eight a m until noon and then i 'll get up and then i 'll nap from two to three i mean it's it's just that and and let 's put it this way it's this is not insomnia, and this is not oh i can't sleep, I must cat nap no, no. If I could sleep all 24 hours, I would happily and easily do it. I, I can. I might not off in the middle of this bullshit. I mean, I, if I close my eyes and tilt my head one inch to the right, forget it. Gone. I mean, just a fucking Z festival. And uh, and that's just just the way it is. I it's not. So it's not a thing where like oh, my sleep schedule. It's like I can't sleep, but then I can't sleep. No, no. I can fucking sleep all the time. Uh, I just I choose to stay awake. And, uh, and here's what I like to do. Like I I sometimes, look, all right, I won't lie. Sometimes to avoid doing the show, I go to sleep. Oh, sleep is delightful. You, gotta, you know what? I do a show in my sleep and I'm great. And then I wake up and I go, oh, man, that wasn't a real show. I got to do another show again. Sleep. Oh, go to sleep. I love it. And then I sit down at the microphone and I go, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a show now. Oh, I'm hungry. Mmm, I love food. So then I get up and I, I... I eat a teaspoon of baking powder. I mean, because there's nothing in my house, but it doesn't matter because it just makes my mouth do something else that convinces it. It doesn't have to talk into a fucking microphone. It's so bad. Oh, man. You know what? I'm going to eat a stick of butter. Oh, won't that be delightful? Uh, That sort of thing where I just do. I go to sleep and then I go to eat and I just do all of these things to go ahead and try to avoid uh, life. Don't you want to avoid life? I don't understand life. Why is life always there? It just doesn't fucking go away. You ever close the windows and hope when you wake up, life will be gone? (laughs) Wouldn't that be great? And I don't mean like death, like I don't want to be dead. I just mean like if you looked outside and it was just gone. What if everything was just awesomely gone and all you had was your house with your books? Because apparently I'm Burgess Meredith in the Twilight Zone. (laughs) Time enough at last. Smash. All right. Uh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to remake that episode, but with food instead of books. Oh, (laughs) time enough at last. And just dive into a pile of Hostess pies. And it's a happy ending this time. Fuck my glasses. The only only thing that happens when my glasses break is I don't know the flavor of the pies. Who gives a shit about the flavor of the pies? Lecter. He cares about the flavor of the pies. He certainly cares about the silence of the lambs and the flavor of the pies, baby. Uh, I love cadence and language. All right. Hi. Uh I'm excited to be here. Jesuit is here. So I had to pick him up this morning at uh and oh sorry I will tell you this I texted him back uh cuz I had a I had a bright idea. I should have thought of it. Uh I think of these things late. I'm not smart. I'm not quick on the uptake. I'm I'm quick. I can fire shit out of my mouth, but as far as my brain it's just, it's a fucking racetrack that with, with a, with a closed loop. I mean, it just doesn't go anywhere. You drive around and smash into a wall. It's fucking terrible. Uh, cause this, I, it happened with another thing I'll tell you about in a second, but Jesuit is like, Hey, I'm coming to town, LA nine thirty, And I'm like, great. I, all right, I, I guess I'll be there. Uh, and then I'm like, so sad. I, cause I mean, what the fuck? I don't want to go anywhere at nine 30, dude. I ba- Look, if I'm on the couch, I don't want to walk to the bedroom at nine thirty. That's way too much distance. I don't I don't I'm just I'm fucking planted. I got roots firmly planted, but I I can't leave my friend hanging. And also I want to see my friend. It's been a while. So uh, but then last night I forced myself to go to sleep at two. It was like two thirty in the morning or three. I don't remember what fucking time it was. Uh, It was three o'clock. And and so I'm like, all right, you got to do you just close your eyes. Just fucking just do it. Because I will say this, it's not that I can't sleep But again. I've been up now again, so I'm not tired at 3 in the morning. That's the point. So uh, so I, I text him. And also, by the way, uh, eh, there might be some fibbing going on, and I'm going to say this, and Jesuit might be angry. Uh, I may have texted you that at 3, but I might not have gone to bed at mm-hmm. 3. Uh, but when I text him, I go, I'm crashing. Because you know what that means? Don't text me back, man. Don't try to get a hold of I me. I I couldn't be less interested in hearing from you. I'm crashing right now. Don't write me back. Uh, And what I did was I presented him a veritable slew of alternatives to me picking him up at 9.30 in the morning in Los Angeles. You did not. I did. Here's what I said. I said, hey, man, uh, I'm crashing. uh, Just letting you know. uh, Because also, by the way, uh, please don't think that Jesuit took a train to meet me in Los Angeles. I I don't know what happened. But Jesuit... Took a bus, to a train, to a boat, to a helicopter, to a scooter. He took a (laughs) took a bird scooter to my house. He's got a lime scooter that he actually rode onto the bus. Underwater time involved. It was ridiculous. He he actually steamrolled. He laid down and just steamrolled all the way here. Um, He was he was doing different kinds of transportation. As if there was some sort of betting involved. <laughs> he's in He's in. it's a mad bad, bad world, and he's trying to get to Los Angeles by any means necessary. This was the Malcolm X of vac- vacations. And uh, and I'm like, all right, man. So I wrote him, and I go, hey, man, I'm crying. I, I, I think I even typed, Yeah, I did. I typed Zs, and I may have typed a yawn again, just because it's like, don't bother me is what it means. I didn't. And I said, yeah, exactly. Because I, I, you, you take a hint. Good for you. One hint. I sent eight hints in this text. <laughs> he didn't take the other hints because the yeah, other hints, no hints he took. I, I said to him, I go, hey, man, I'm crashing. So do me a favor. Uh, or no, I said, I'm crashing. Hey, are you getting to Union Station and continuing on to the valley? Uh, because I know that there is a train that actually goes to North Hollywood, but I'm not sure. And then I put my phone down and I'm like brand. I go, wait a minute. And then I, I Googled it and it turns out it goes to burbank airport and i go and so and then i sent another text and i go also burbank airport and then i put my phone on and i go wait a minute i google it again and it said uh burbank downtown and i go also burbank downtown so just let me know which of those you're gonna do and i'll and i'll like find you in the morning or whatever Union and then station it, i i i did some things and i fell to sleep about an hour later and uh and then i woke up you know my alarm went up at eight forty-five, and i picked up my phone and it just said uh I'll be at Union because I don't care about you, your feelings, or your schedule. And uh, I was like, oh, I was shocked. I couldn't believe it, quite frankly. But I was, uh, man, I I, but I have to admit, man, I was just like, oh, oh, because also, look, man, this is Los Angeles, California. This is the city, Los Angeles, California. My name, I have a job. I carry a badge. Uh, you don't want to fucking go anywhere. Before 11 a.m. in a car. You just don't. And I got to go to downtown L.A. where Union Station is and pick up my man. Now, if he's in the valley, it's a much different thing. I can just zip in, zip out. Again, it's it's like going to Wisconsin, certainly. Uh, But now I got to get on multiple freeways.
2: If you had said valley, I would have
1: gotten off the train. I wrote you. Are you going to the valley? I didn't clarify that at all. Because one of us... Is slow on the uptake. Yes,
2: one of us is dumb.
1: Yes, one of us is quite dense. No, no, I literally because I mean, hey, I think by the fourth text I send you with an alternate destination, you should go. This guy's trying to tell me something, Uh, but you didn't. You're, 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 you know, that's fine. You got a head full of syrup. You're head got a head full of syrup, and that's fine. Yes. And you're used to doing all sorts of things your way. You got monks doing this back and forth. You're taking care of your business. And I understand it. But I'm telling you, uh, if a guy sends you five different alternate places to go, I did. I said it goes. It goes from the valley. It goes down. uh, It goes to North Hollywood, goes to Burbank Airport. It goes to Burbank downtown. uh, So let me know. Because I'm not going to order you what to do. Because you know what, I don't. I'm not like you where I call somebody up in the middle of it and I go, "Hey, I'm coming to L.A. Pick me up, man. It'll be awesome." And uh, and you know. And plus, I was crashed at that point, so you knew then I was already up too late. So you knew to yourself you should have been like, "Oh, you know what, man? Mike needs a goddamn break." I'm crashing. We'll see you in the
0: A.M. Are you going to Union Station downtown, or are you going to take? Are you
1: taking a train from there to the Valley? I know there's a North Hollywood station. Hint, hint. hint know wink, you're wink. Where
2: you going? To be and the times and stuff. Yes, I'm headed to Union.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You skipped it, but I mean, mm-hmm. I think you know what's funny though. Everybody listening right now is like, "Man, Dad, what a fucking dolt! How did he not know <laughs> to go to the Valley? <laughs> it's plain as day in that text that but I wait, don't want to pick you, you did. up." Get off at Valley. That was two stops earlier. No, no, no. Not the not uh, the Valley. Not Valley. They had a stop that was called the Valley. No, it was called Valley, but not the Valley. You would have to continue to North Hollywood or Birmingham or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. because you would have to do that in order to come down here because, again, it's a different train. You have to get on the Metrolink. You can't take the Amtrak down here. You got to get on the Metrolink. Let's let's contrast this with me coming to your fucking house. And I'm like, hey, man, I got to go to the compound. You're like, great. There's a fucking train at the airport. (laughs) I'm like, what? And you're like, yeah, man, don't worry. There's a moat and shit, but there a boat will get you over, whatever the fuck.
2: Southern California makes sense.
1: And I'm like, what are you? All right. So so I I don't know what that means. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm busy. I'm very popular with the financial (laughs) district. So you go ahead and hop on some bullshit train. And also, by the way, I'm not going to tell you which bullshit train. There's signs all over that godforsaken airport. So why don't you go ahead and hop in that. And when you come to my house, it'll be locked. Sit on the porch and wait for me. It's exactly what fucking happened. And as, and huh? No, you left a key somewhere. I don't know what the fuck it was, but it doesn't matter. The point is you weren't there. The point is you weren't there. I show up at your place. Oh, and also then this, I fucking go to pick him up today. And I'm like, Hey, you and you station. He goes, yeah. And I go, well, I'm about a half mile from there. And he's like, okay, I'm on Vignes or something. And I'm like, what the fuck is Vignes? Like, there's Union Station. Why are you on another street? Where have you gone? What have you I done? sent a link to where I was. It's, yeah, on Vignes, And so then I pull into Union Station, and you're not in the front, and I'm like, all right, I don't know. I mean, because then he's like, oh, I don't know, man. There's a lot of exits and entrances in this building. There's a lot of exits and entrances in a lot of fucking buildings. But you know what? When someone's <laughs> picking you up, go to the front. Go to this the front. the front. Hey, Mike, I'm going to be in L.A. at 930 at Union Station. Can you meet me on the helipad? No, I can't. Go to the front of the train station where people get picked up by human beings, you fuck. I'm going to be on Vignes. I'll be holding a pink carnation. Wink at me if you like me. Shut the fuck up. Stay at the station, man. If the train wanted to put you at Vignes, it would have driven to fucking Vignes. Train stopped at the station. That's where you get out and fucking wait. So I'm like, I, so I'm pulling into Union Station and I'm, he says, Vin, yes. And I look around and it's all fucking hobos and immigrants. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? Where is this guy? And I know he's like, well, I don't like hobos and immigrants. I don't want to hang around there. And I'm like, well, I don't give a fuck. You, you This is where I am. And I haven't told my, I have a gold camera. He's like, oh, sorry. I'm glad you told me, man. I was going to get mixed up. Uh, so here, I'm going to climb out a trap door and try to find you you fucking waldo motherfucker wait in front of the goddamn union station how fucking dare you already i and i slept out of bed i'm already fucking half asleep it doesn't matter and i fucking rolled down there looking for you i'm on Vignes. well no i'm at union station that's because uh, let's going back to the text which you so adamantly just fucking basso profundo yelled at me right now i'll be at union Terrific. I went to Union. I'm on Vigness. What the fuck are you doing sneaking around this town? Like you're swimming the Rio Grande trying to get a fucking green card. Settle in front of the goddamn Union Station, man. Fair. That's where people get picked up. Fair. I'm on Vignes. I think, you know what you should have just typed? Wee! I'm not home anymore. I can do what I want. Wee! Come and find me, please. Shut up. Get him out of his element and he's just like, I don't care. Got short pants on and a fucking like a giant sucker. <laughs> Propeller hat. It's fucking wait in front of the station. You're like a kid at Disneyland who runs off into the hall of fucking presidents like an idiot. Holy shit, have you seen my kid? I think he's by Dixon. Terrible. So then I luckily, again, and also I'm driving. He's texting me while I'm driving. I don't know how unsafe this fuckhead is. He's on a train. Yeah. As you're not driving the train you can text ah ha, ha glorious i can use both no, thumbs i'm not driving the train glorious i can use both thumbs so then you text me 800 messages when i'm driving and i'm like i don't look dude all right well here's my location yeah union station no sir
2: vigness
1: so i pull in union station and then i tap your fucking vigness link and it says it's, it's got i gotta go around the building i gotta go to caesar chavez mm-hmm. go up the fucking whatever grand or whatever the fuck, take a right. And I'm like, I don't even know where I'm going now. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? But sure enough, I mean it's 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 like three rights. Right, right, right. Uh-huh. I go up, and then I there's literally cement and Jesuit. <laughs> that's it. That's all that's all I see. Uh-huh. I go pulling up and it's like, oh my God, are you fucking joking me? And he's just, and he's just standing in the Whee. Hi, Mike, waving floppy hand. God damn, what are you for? Get uh-huh. in the fucking car. I pull up and he's I go and I'm and I'm look, I'm I'm nothing if not polite. So he pulls up, he opens the door and he, go, he starts putting stuff in. And I go, hey, uh, why are you back? Why are you here? Hey, Mike. Starts throwing shit in the back. I go, dude, why? Why are you right? But why are you in the back of where this isn't even near the station? Oh, let's go. Climbs in, closes the door. Hey, man, gives me an elbow nudge. Like, that makes it all right. And and, and he no, still never answered the question. I'm like, why why did you wander off? Who wanders off? It was straight out of the goddamn station. That was where they said to pick up. It's it's Los Angeles. This is not your town. You don't make your own fucking rules, man. Find a sign. That was the sign. No, oh, go to Vignette and annoy your friend. This way, with an arrow. I mean, they did say
2: annoy your friend. I should have never.
1: God Damn it! All right, so I so so yeah, so I gotta f- now. So instead of him just being out front and getting in the goddamn car like a normal human being, it, it's a fucking Easter egg hunt, and I gotta find him in his fucking blue shirts and khakis out in the fucking back of nowhere, cementing so Jesuit in the middle of nowhere, and uh, and then I picked him up, and then and also again, and then all right, so get this, when I when he told me he was coming, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm staying down, uh, I'm staying downtown, like by the train station, and I'm like, all right, well maybe we can uh, let's get some breakfast downtown. And then I'll take you to your hotel, and he's like, "Great!" And he hops in the car, and he's like, "Uh, uh, "Oh, you know what? I had I had an idea," and I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "What if I came to your house and I watched a record?" (laughs) I'm I'm like, "Well, I, uh, all right." I go, "But aren't you staying downtown?" Yeah. And again, I don't understand this thing where like if you just. If you coordinated with me and you were just like, because then I find out he's got a hookup. So that that makes complete sense because I admit in my brain, my brain started racing where I'm just like, why don't you just call me and say, I I'm going to come and spend a couple days there and I'll tell you a hotel by my house and I can pick you up at Union, drop at your hotel. And then it's like tonight when I have to drive you back to your place, it's it's five minutes. But now tonight when we finish recording this show, uh, I will tell you this, we're also going to have a delicious dinner. Well, certainly we're going to dinner from what I've heard. There's a, a rumor about there's a scuttlebutt. There's some whispers afoot uh, that we are possibly going to enjoy a dinner. And, I'm not sure if we are. I, and I don't want to commit myself to it just yet. I know there's a reservation that's been made. Uh, I can only hope that we're allowed into this fine establishment. Uh, I will not be. I will be outside. Uh, literally, just make sure. Do me a favor. Just make sure you bring home the bone. That's all that matters. Uh <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, so then I got to drive uh, there and then, uh, I got to park in, in fucking in, in Hollywood and, uh, and then we're going to and also because then the plan was like, I was going to record this afternoon and I was going to do Twitch streaming and then we were going to go, uh, to dinner and I said, maybe we'll Uber. And he's like, well, I don't know. I got my suitcases and stuff. And then I was like, oh fuck, that's right. I got to drive you home, man. Uh, and then I realized, oh, wait a minute. He's never been to L.A. Last time he was here, he was nine years old. Fucking Marilyn Monroe was still alive. I mean, Jesus Christ, that's fucking that's a long ass trip. There wasn't even a beach here. This was it was just it was just we, we were in we were landlocked. There wasn't an ocean. California was landlocked. New California had not yet fallen into the sea. Uh, so I said to myself, you know what? Maybe he's going to want to see all of the dirty, filthy people down on Hollywood Boulevard. And he's like, yes, I would love that. And I said, great. And we'll be able to see the Walk of Fame, like with all the nonsense and the handprints at Grauman's. And he's like, dude, I can't wait. And I said, yeah. And the Spider-Man with the badass. I mean, it'll be great. We'll go. And he's like, fuck, this is going to be cool as hell. Uh, and then we were sitting here and we talked and he goes, you know what? I have a, I have a change of plans. I got to change plans. I got us a dinner reservation at 930 p.m. And I was like, oh, all right. Because what that means now is that we're not going to see all the hobos on Hollywood Boulevard. We're not going to see the Walk of Fame because it's dark. And I apparently just have to go along with it. I just have to go along with this plan. Uh, And even worse, like, again, he's now look, this is a phrase I haven't heard in at least 25 years. But I was going to I was talking about doing the show possibly. And I was sitting there. We were talking and he leaped to his feet and he clapped his hands. And he actually said, chop, chop. I haven't heard chop-chop in, again, I don't know, 25 years. I'm not bringing luggage to your room. I'm not a rickshaw boy, despite my strong, uh, firm thighs. I, I certainly, I could pull the fuck out of a rickshaw, but I'm not officially a rickshaw boy. Uh, but And I was like, chop-chop, what the fuck is that? And he's like, get to work. Like, get the show, or else uh, you don't get a, whatever, a fried shrimp or whatever the fuck tonight. And I'm like, God damn it. But at the same time, I needed to do a show. So, uh... So please understand that this show has been under, it's not duress, certainly, but only with the promise of fried shrimp. This, this show has come to you only, be, you ever heard of the carrot and the stick? They hang out, they get a carrot on, a, they tie a stick to an, uh, like a mule's face and there's a, a carrot hanging off of it and he runs around trying to chase it like an idiot. Imagine me right now. I have I literally have a halo with fishing line hanging off of it with fried shrimp dangling in front of my face. And I know you're thinking to yourself, Mike, how are you going to dunk that in the cocktail sauce if it's dangling on the fishing line? Oh, I can do it, motherfucker. I can do it. Goddamn, I love cocktail sauce. I would... I, well, you don't love cocktail sauce? I do. Okay. Puck. Mike. Yeah, I'm getting there. All right. you, why are you prompting me with shit that you don't think I know how to do a goddamn show? I think you're forgetting. I, I'm not forgetting. Jesus Christ. I'm talking about fried shrimp. You think I was wrapping up? I wasn't wrapping up. I know what I'm doing. I know. Uh... I can't believe that just happened. He's literally looking at me. He's going, ha, ha. he's whispering a word that I, that I had told him I was going to tell you guys about. Hear You'll hear story. it. Right. Cause it, believe me, it's appropriate. And it, compa- it goes along with the story. I just fucking mentioned about you and your bullshit texting, uh, yeah, about so your, bullshit the, bullshit. when people suck me into their plans, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I, it, this is a very nice thing to see my friend and go to dinner and hang out for a day and a half, two days. I love it. I'm thrilled. But also there, there's a, a wizened gnome inside of me who's just like, I fucking hate every second of this. Why the fuck wouldn't you call me? Why wouldn't you make sure I was free? Why wouldn't you check with me to see what I've got going on? I've got plenty of things going on. Why would you arrive thinking that you can just make me do my work by saying chop-chop? What the fuck is your issue, man? But that's just the gnome inside of me, and I try not to listen to him. I've told you this before. Is this gnome, is, he's kept me from concerts. He's made me not go to cool, cool, cool things. Uh... I don't I don't know if it's a curse or do you all do it? Does everyone do this where you you get presented with a a wonderful thing and then in your mind, you think of the bad part of it and you try to peel the onion on why it's not good. But, you know, it's good. You know, it's fun. I get to see my friend. We've laughed all day. We've had a great time. Uh, I've had to hear him call his wife beautiful 70,000 fucking times for fuck's sake. I've had to see 10 different pictures of this woman. I was supposed to go to his wedding. I was supposed to go a couple of weeks ago and I I had to fucking hopscotch out just because honestly, it, the cash outlay was brutal. And especially knowing that I was going to have to find a map at the airport and find my way to his fucking house with a divining rod. Uh, I was searching, I was searching for water and a backyard wedding with a fucking stick. Uh, but I I, it just it turned out where I could not go now I will say this was it expensive it was could I have covered it I have to be truthfully honest with you yes I probably could have made it happen Uh, did the old gnome keep me from making it happen he probably did Uh, he made me look late at airfare and by the time I looked at airfare holy fuck a moly it was crazy Uh, and and I didn't and then getting a car because that's look and it's another thing too like when I text you of like are you going to North Hollywood or Burbank or somewhere to the valley are you taking a train right to my house what if I drove it under my pool if I'm that guy you know that the gnome has taken over yeah. so the same thing happened when you're like you are come to my wedding and i'm like well i don't know how do i get home from the airport where do i stay what do i do where's the car what do i what and and the gnome is typing i am not typing at that point because i want to say yeah man that'll be cool i can't wait to eat some bullshit cake and say hi to your new wife but also at the same time or i can't wait to eat a new cake and say hi to your bullshit wife i can't i can't wait to do any of these things <laughs> but uh but then the gnome jumps in and he's like wow well, where are you got to get a car while you're there and i'm like i do i I don't know. Yeah, and you'll have to stand up during the whole wedding, and you're going to look gross. Oh, I guess I'm going to look gross standing up at the wedding. Thanks there, gnome. Uh, I don't know why he's in charge. He shouldn't be in charge. It wasn't a wedding. I should cut. It was a backyard. Yeah, it was a, I know it was a jaunt. Whatever the fuck. I know. Good for you. You had a backyard jaunt to explain mm-hmm. that you'd been married to a lady. Uh, hey, look, a lady likes me, and you invited a bunch of people to prove it. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's eerily, accurate hey, guess what? A lady likes me and she's very attractive and now my house is the Brady Bunch fucking house and I can't wait to tell you about it all day and never let you talk. Okay, cool. Oh
2: my God, you talk so much. I'll
1: sit on the chair and listen to you and your bullshit story about you bonding with your new stepson and his smile as you tozzle his hair. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever bonding. That is... You and your family, that's fantastic. Oh, it's so great. He's like, ah, oh, you know what? I got all these new people under my roof and I soundproofed the office. Did I tell you I soundproofed the office? Hold on a second. I got a band and we play in the office. You know I play the music, all the music for the show? Yes, I do. You've told me that many times. Well, now we got the, all the equipment is out in the soundproof room and we fucking jam. And it's like, I go, wait a minute. So your new wife, who we love and is beautiful, made kicked your band out of your own house? Well, it's technically our house now. Well, I understand it's your house and her house, but when before it was her house, you used to play music in the house. Yeah, no, not not so much anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's not, it's not even so bad when I sleep out there. Wait a minute, what? You sleep out there now? That doesn't make any sense. Well, you know, she, she likes to bed to herself. Oh my God, this doesn't seem like any any sort of beautiful woman who likes you. I don't think she would behave like this. Well, I, I'll tell you what, she likes me. I had a party. If you would have come, it would have proved it. A lot of this isn't true. Um, <laughs> some, might, some might be true. I don't know. See, this is the gnome. He's speculating on what exactly is going on in your house. He doesn't know. He, he hears about your beautiful, lovely relationship, and he realizes I am getting every second I'm closer to death, uh, being alone. And the gnome is just like, oh, no. Do you realize that your friend has found someone to love him and you have not? Are you aware of that? And I'm like, yes, every waking moment, I am aware of it. All of my friends are like, hey, it's our 30th anniversary. I'm like, fantastic. I wonder if I could cut my wrist 30 times with a razor blade before I bled out. That'll be fun. (laughs) Who's going to hug me when I have cancer? Nobody at the the present moment. No one at all. I don't even give a shit about going on good trips and seeing people and enjoying wine. I just want to make sure somebody's there to wipe my mouth when I spit up my chemo pudding. Jesus, fuck. I am going to die alone, not even with an A, with a U-fucking-H. I am going to be so alone, just dead man dying, not even walking because I can't even muster the strength to climb out of my cot, just fucking expiring by myself, reaching out for a hand that will never be there, longing for the touch that will never arrive Just literally seeing the ghosts of my past and the people that have come through and left me and gone. And holy Jesus, it's just me and the gnome. I can't have that happen, right? I gotta go on Bumble. (laughs) That's what I need to do. Maybe I give him that speech. Just play that. I'll just put that chunk as my bio on Bumble. Who wants to wipe chemo pudding off my prominent chin? You just spit on me, man. That's all right. Who, who among you? Who among you will wipe chemo pudding off my prominent chin? Mind the throat scars. I've had my vocal cord severed for a bet <laughs> <laughs> Dude. <laughs> who among you will damp the chemo pudding from the corners of my dry mouth. Mind the throat scars. I've had my vocal cord severed for a wager, <laughs> Winston. You glinked on me now, man. What is going on? Very funny. I, I, you know, Gallagher usually gets the people wet, not the other way around. Jesus. Oh my Christ! Yeah, well, I'm usually alone. Yeah, I think that's you think you got spit on the mic. Uh, nice. We got blood on the tracks. We got spit on the microphone. All right. Hi, everybody. How you doing? Ah, oh, Christ, I'm going to die. All right. So I mentioned this is the death year uh, on the last show. Not that I'm preoccupied with it or anything, uh, but there's ways you can kind of uh, thwart death. At least I've, I've heard rumor. Um, you want to be healthy. Certainly you want to eat right uh, exercise, right? All of these things are supposed to work. Uh, and as you know, uh, in July, I was like, all right, let's get serious. And then in August, I said, let's stop being serious. Let's do what we can to find as much terrible stuff as we can to put it inside of our faces. And uh, we are still holding steady at 20 pounds lost, uh, which I know means I've gained two. Yes, I understand this. Um, but uh, it's, uh, you know, I, I have plans. I'm still I'm still lifting. Uh, go to work out. Um, but I, you know, I got to do cardio. That's the main thing. I have to get on the treadmill and run and do all those things. And I, I've, I've been trying to find different ways to do that. I, I, I don't mind the treadmill. I like it. Uh, just throw on some fucking earbuds and go to work. You know, run three miles a day on the treadmill. It's fucking cool and it really helped me lose weight. The, the, all the times I've lost a lot of weight, a heavy walking and cardio is involved. So I like doing it. I do. But but I also I have to be honest. Like I want to, like part of me is like you should just walk outside because outside is cool. I like outside, you know. It's uh, it's nice and weather, and I also like hot. I mean, I, I've told you I walked in Vegas once; when it was one hundred and five degrees. I walked fucking three miles. It was awesome. It was just pouring sweat. Loved it. Um, but I'm I'm older now. This is ten years ago or whatever the fuck, you know, uh, sixteen years ago, right? 15? yeah, sixteen years ago. Jesus, um, so you know you're you. Uh, I, I just don't want to drop fucking dead yet. I mean, I know I will, but again, this is the death year, and who knows? It's all it's all a fucking coin flip. Um, because I'll be honest, when I'm on the treadmill, <laughs> and I've talked about this with driving a car, sometimes you will become a- a- acutely aware of what you're doing, and you realize that if you ever just like stop, you're fucking ruined. Like uh, you, uh, it, like because one second you're doing cardio to try to lose weight, and then the next you're on America's Funniest Home Videos. It's just that you have. <laughs> no choice because you've stopped you talked and i I've, I've had it happen i'll be walking walking on the treadmill and i'm not really busting out a run i mean we got guys who sprint in my gym on the goddamn treadmill but i'll be walking at a, a quick clip and then a jog and then my foot will catch half the belt and half the stanchion and it'll be like that, <laughs> like that weird fucking thing. And you got to all of a sudden grab yourself and go, I, I meant to do that. Of course i meant to do that. But meanwhile, you can't, you have no time to exhale because you're still going. The belt's still going. You got to keep fucking running no matter what. You almost died. You know, you almost died. You almost fell and broke your neck or at least got face burn, which nobody fucking wants. That'd be terrible Cause you're going to go down. If I fall on the treadmill, I'm going down face first and then it's going to roll me off. And then the belt will be like tick, 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 and just grinding my face. Like it's like. Like sanding a jewel. I mean, I'm like, I, I don't need any fucking rough edges on my goddamn face. If I do, it's from losing the goddamn face fat and exposing my cheekbones to everybody again. Uh, so I, I worry sometimes <clears throat> on the treadmill, and I've been looking for ways to be interested in cardio, like different things and different approaches. And uh, and I have I have a buddy, my buddy Dennis, uh, Evil Dennis from the UN of Evil, and I was in I was in Denver in April. And I told him, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm going to get back into the gym and start working out because I, I go because I, I I told you I discovered it there as I was trying to walk up the stairs in his mansion. Uh, by the time I got to stair 11, I'm just I literally had to stop and be like, because oh. it's Denver, it's altitude. And then it's this, uh, you know, I'm going to save Rapunzel. I mean, what the fuck? How big is this goddamn staircase? So I, I get to my, the middle of the stairs. I'm like oh. that kind of that intense, sharp feel. And I'm like, man, this is not good. So here and I were talking. And I'm like, yeah, I've just. I got to get back in the gym, but with the pandemic, you can't, I'm waiting for, I got the shots, so I'm excited to go, and uh, I said, you know, I was, I was looking at all sorts of different things to do, and I I, I almost, I thought about a Peloton, but I, that just was so expensive, I thought about getting a bike, and he he like does a double take, he's like, what? I said, what? I said, what? I, said I was going to get a Peloton, he's like, no, no, fuck, fuck a Peloton, what? I said, I was going to get a bike, I was looking, I was looking at them anyway, I don't, because I don't know what to do, and he goes, are you serious about getting a bike? (laughs) And I'm like, Jesus Christ. I didn't know it was that big a deal. But I forgot who I was talking to. Uh, My buddy Dennis, he's got to have five bikes hanging in his garage. And I mean, he's got a mountain bike. He's got uh, what just looks like a bike to me. He's got some bike with like a million gears all over it. He's got that bike that just looks like a razor blade that might weigh a pound. It's completely thin, so, I don't know, you could drive it under doors. I mean, I have no fucking idea why you would have it, but uh, he's been his whole life. You know, he ran track in school, but he, he got into cycling later. I mean, he cycled in Europe, and he's the he's the kind of dude, and this is, and look, <laughs> he's the kind of dude who will, like, wake up in the morning and maybe have a juice, and then ride his bike 35 miles to the top of a mountain to watch the sunrise. What the fuck? Who lives like that? He's, he's a human coffee commercial. You know what I mean? Like one of those guys. And I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. How can you, I don't even know. Like whatever. He, he, he drives up lookout mountain in Denver. Now he and I went up that in a car and I was winded. This guy rides his bike up it like multiple times a week. And, and he always has these stories. Where he's like, yeah, it's great. You know, you'll be driving on there and you pass these people. Who obviously, they didn't realize what they were getting into. And, uh, you know, they're dead. <laughs> you know what I mean, just the skulls of my enemies are piled up in the sand and I just keep going. Uh, get to the top. I have some Nescafe and some Folgers because I like two coffees at the summit. Uh, and then I head back down. And that's the worst. Dude, the down part is even crazier. Like I have uh, my buddy Justin in Phoenix. His wife, Mary, does triathlons. So she also lives in Phoenix. She'll go up into these fucking foothills and she'll ride her bike. She she caught a bird in the face one day or something like that. Like she's just in the fucking she's riding in the desert and it's like da 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 and then a sparrow's like fuck you bam and it's like oh no and she's got a helmet on but you know nobody covers their face so she got fucking Fabio'd by a fowl. It was fucking depressing, but she's but it doesn't matter. She's like I I love it. I love nature. I'm like really do you love nature when a beaver bites your fucking thigh? I mean like nobody likes that. When a fucking bird thinks your face is a garage, uh, but she loves it. She's on board. So and Dennis is the same way, man. Dennis loves bikes. So he was all he got all somber and serious. Like, are you really considering getting a bicycle? I'm like, yeah. He goes, I'm glad you brought it up. He goes, because uh, I, you know, I, I'm like, well, that was the thing is I wanted to pick your brain because I know you're the bike guy. And he's like, oh, my God. All right, yes, we got to do this. So we went out to Arvada, Arvada, whatever the fuck the town is, and we went to a couple of bike shops. Oh, no, we went, up, we went out of town. I forget where we went. Some other close to Boulder, maybe? I don't know. But we had to go maybe Denver. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Lawrence? We did. We drove to Kansas. Um, what about his name? Colorado and Kansas Towns the rest of the goddamn time. Uh, Shawnee? I think we went to Shawnee. Uh, we, so we go to this bike store. He takes me to, he took me to a couple bike stores and we go in and you know, those fucking places it's, it's the guy's not even a human. It it looks like a hat hatched a guy. You know what I mean? Like that was just, which came first hipster or the hat, you know, I don't know, but he's got that fucking beanie, whatever the fuck. And, and, you know, the chin strap hair and whatever the, and then again, pleasant enough But they see me walking, And, you know, again, because Dennis is all like, we got to get you a bike. It's going to be awesome. But the bike dudes just see me and they go, oh, fatty wants to kill himself. No, no, I I don't. I truly don't. I'm trying to actually get back into shape. Uh, But here was my and I told Dennis, I go, look, here's the thing, man. I'm scared to death of getting a bike. And I destroy it because I'm huge. I'm just a big dude. And I've done it. I've I've done it at restaurants. I sit on you know. You know one of the reasons my thighs are so strong is because I hover like a chick in a ladies' room at a restaurant because I don't want to bust their chair into fucking kindling so everybody can point and go. <gasps> I don't need to be. The, <laughs> believe me, I've spent most of my life being the fucking uh, eliciting. <gasps> I don't need to do it anymore. As far as long as I fucking live. So I I'm like, all right, well, what do I do here? I. I I don't get a bike that's small. I, 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 and again, that's why I'm asking him. What do we do? And I said, I don't, I don't want a fucking bike that I hop on and I drive and like yay, and then it falls apart like the Blues Brothers car at the fucking end of it. Fuck that. And he's like, no problem. Well, go ahead. We'll take a look. There's sturdy frames and big tires and whatever. So I talked to the dude and he goes online. He starts googling shit. And then and get this, he's like, I'm, this is not a joke. He goes, all right, I found some bikes that might be good for a bigger guy, and i gotta I gotta remember the name i'm I, like literally one of them is called a fat blaster like it's it's that kind of name I'm not joking like uh 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 thick haunches or something it's it's just this stupid fucking and i thought and then it's honestly I thought he was making fun of me like I wanted to get mad at him, you know what I mean like he was and then but then part of me thought you know I'm sure there's some dumb fucking bike company called hey fatty wants a ride ride you know what i mean you know it's out there and and because again like with casper mattress and all these dumb fucks or whatever i'm like there's got to be some stupid idiot but he's like no take a look and it's the brand of bike and what it is it's got baskets on it so I'm like, I'm not, I'm not stealing Dorothy's dog. I'm just, I just want to get in shape, man. But it's got like baskets on the side, this one particular thing. And Dennis is like, nah, man, you don't want that. And I will say this, we're walking around the shop. There's some cool looking fucking bikes. I mean, there's some stuff that just looks evil. We're Like the kind of bike that like, even if a dork rode up on it, you'd be like, cool bike. You know what I mean? You wouldn't be like, what are you doing, idiot? And normally if anybody rides up on me on a bike and just like, hey, what's going on? I'd be like, "Why? Well, I, I don't know. What's up with you? Fucking weird bike messenger. Idiot. What are you, Quicksilver? Get the fuck out of my face. Uh, but these other bikes look fucking amazing. So, uh, but the guy was like, he found a bunch of stuff online and he told Dennis. He's like, he gives me his card. We go to a couple shops. We look at different things. And then finally, uh, we get home and Dennis is like, well, you keep looking and uh, and I'll look too. And I said, all right, great. Uh, he goes, but I want to buy this bike for you as like a birthday gift. I go, dude, you don't I didn't loop you into this. So you would buy me a bike. I promise. I just want your expertise because you're the guy I know who knows everything about bikes. And he's like, no, no, I, it's fine. I want to take care of it. Come on, let me do it. And I said, "I whatever. We'll see. Let's look around and try to find stuff. So time passes. I don't really think about it. And then in July, I start getting emails from a company called Zyze. And uh, Zyze is a bicycle company specifically tailored for giants. And, uh, hey, that's me. So I'm like, I start looking at their website. I start looking at their inventory. And even more importantly, I got, they gave me a 10% off, like, coupon thing. So I go to the website and they've got, again, they've got bikes for $7,000. They've got bikes, it, but they but. The the bikes that still looked kind of cool that I liked were like 1500, you know, and I'm like, oh, a 10% off. That's, you know, a buck 50. We're looking at 1350. Then tax, it's back up to 15 probably. And I'm like, well, I, you know, if I could get that, I I could, I could actually kind of swing that maybe, but it's one of those purchases where you're like, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I absolutely need to do it. And I got to ride this thing. I can't, this thing can't become a coat rack. You know, especially at this price point, I can't possibly do that to myself or, or even any like Dennis who's counting on me to fucking get a good one. So I, I send him I uh, the next day I get another Zyze email. So I text him and I go, hey, did you put me on a mailing list for fat guy bikes? And he's like, no, what are you talking about? Because I don't even have your email address. And I go, all right, it's uh, I get there's some company called Zyze bikes and they keep sending me stuff. And I said, I'll forward it to you. I go, but actually, I don't know if you've looked, but this looks like a really good deal. Like there's 10% off he's like, ah, no, I'm still, I'm looking around at some stuff. We'll look, but, uh, but don't, you know, don't make, don't pull the trigger yet. Let me go ahead and take a look at some things. I said, great. So, uh, so the next day I get an email from Zyze and it's 20% off. So now you take 300 out of there. Now now we're looking at 12. Now now I'm like, all right, this is getting a lot more doable, but I'm also surprised that I got a 20% coupon. I'm like, why? So I I text Dennis, I go, this makes no sense. And then I got another. Another bike company sent me an email. I go, how did this happen? And he's like, well, maybe you at the bike shop. Did you give them your email address? I said, I dude, that's in April. I don't have any fucking clue. I, I, you, you think the hat ordered me a fucking put me on mailing lists? He's like, I don't know. Uh, but don't again, don't pull the trigger on it. So two days later, I got an email from Zyze. Now it's 24% off a bike. And I'm, so now I'm crunching the numbers and I'm like, all right, this is going to actually work. So I I, say, I forward it to Dennis, and I go, here's this coupon. You tell me what you think. They make custom make bikes for guys up to fucking 600 pounds. Now, look, do I want to look like the twins in the Guinness Book of World Records? I do not. Uh, so I won't go riding with another fat guy. It'll just be me, solo. Uh, and Dennis is like, well, you know what? Fuck them. He goes, if they're going to offer you a deal every day, let's wait till it gets up to be 80% off, and then we'll buy a fucking bike. I said, great, I'll hold off. So uh, I wait another week or so. And uh, my birthday comes and goes. And then I get a a text from Dennis. He's like, hey, you around? Give me a call, pal. So I call him up. I go, what's up? He goes, all right. What's up, dog? I said, nothing, man. Just happy birthday. I'm sorry I missed it. I go, that's fine. I got you a bike. What? I got you a bike. Dude, that's why you didn't. I mean, I find myself doing that a lot. People are incredibly generous and nice to me. And I can't figure out fucking why. Like I, I don't I don't know why. I, I I speak to you. This is being recorded on a laptop that was gifted to me from Michael Waldbillig in the shadow of a computer that was gifted to me by Jeremy Herbal. I people are lovely and kind. And 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 I want to know what your angle is. So I said to Dennis, I'm like, dude, I because then I feel like he felt like me talking about a bike was to get him. I it wasn't that wasn't the case. I wasn't trying to tap his wallet. And I know he had said it was going to be a birthday gift, but I didn't even think about it. But he, so I said, dude, I didn't loop you in to do this. I promise. He's like, no, that's fine. He goes, I looked around. I got you this bike. Uh, It's going to be, what are you doing on August 17th or whatever? It's going to be delivered next week. And I'm like, all right, fine. Let me know. He goes, okay, cool. Also, it's a, uh, it's an e-bike. I go, what is an e-bike? He goes, an e-bike, it's like electric. It goes like 20, 25 miles an hour. I'm like, I, all right. I go, does it have pedals? I go because otherwise that seems like it's going to be real hard to lose a ton of weight if I'm cruising around at 25 miles an hour. He goes, no, it's got pedals. He goes, you only use the e part when you need to eat it, but I'm, I, when you need to need it, I need to use it. But I'm assuming you won't be using it because you're be using the pedals. I go, yes, that's the whole point of getting a bike. But I didn't need an e-bike. Jesus Christ! How much was this thing? Oh, don't worry about it. It's gonna be there. So go ahead and get it. You got to go to a bike shop. You got to get him to build it. You got to get him to take care of it. You got to do this. And I said, okay. So it's coming to my house. He goes, yeah. And he goes, here's the bike shop. And he texts me an address and a phone number for a bike shop. He goes, go ahead and bring it in there, and they'll build it for you. I said, have you talked to these guys? He's like, no. I found him online. I go, all right. Hold on a second. So you're sending me a bike that I didn't get to choose, and you're sending me to a shop that you've never been to, and neither have I. And you're telling me. They're going to build the bike. Now, look, did I say this out loud? I didn't because I don't want to look this gift transportation horse in the fucking mouth. It's kind and nice. But also, I'm terrified I'm going to break a bike. And Zize bikes are personally made because I asked him, is it Zy's bike? He goes, it's not. And they're pers- they're, they're purposely made for me, for a dude like me. Because then he goes, well, how much do you weigh these days? And I'm like, I'm right around 370 right now. This is two weeks ago. And He goes, oh, well, that should be fine. Because yeah, you know because usually they, you know they give you a warning uh but you know the the best part is when you're on the bike, you're gonna be losing more weight, so we don't need to worry about it and then I'm like, wait wait what did you get what what and so I said, do me a favor send me the link to this bike that you bought, and also i'll I'll check with the bike shop and uh he sent me the link and again this this bike looks fucking badass it does it looks amazing uh. But it also weighs like 80 pounds, which is fine. But it's in a gigantic box. He's like, yeah, you'll have to uh, get the box. You have to take it into the bike shop. And I'm like, all right. In addition to the weight limit with the bike that you could have discussed with me before you purchased me a bike. And in addition to the e-bike thing, when I didn't really need an e-bike thing, if you had contacted me beforehand and said, hey, I'm thinking of getting you a bike, but you'll have to have it built, we could have found a bike shop together. That you could have shipped the bike to, and then I wouldn't have to carry this 80-pound fucking monstrosity on my back to the goddamn bike shop. Not that I care. Not that I mind. I'm thrilled to get a bike. It's the gnome who's the issue right now, because he's like, oh my God, you got a bike that's not his eyes bike. You're going to fucking crush it into fucking kindling, and then you got to carry this fucking thing, and then you got to fit it in your car, and you got to bring it to the bike shop with a bunch of guys you've never met before, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I mean, this is awesome, but also... Uh, I'm like, well, I got to get a helmet, right? He goes, oh, yeah, definitely get a helmet. And what you do, here's what you got to do. You got to fill your tires to like 32 PSI. And you got to go to the guys when they build it. And you got to establish a relationship at the bike shop, because then you got to buy all your stuff from them, because then they'll take care of you when you need your bike taken care of. And you're always going to meet something wrong with your bike, the brakes or the tires. And I'm just like, holy fuck, am I getting a bike or am I getting a Tamagotchi? What the fuck is this, man? Something I'm going to have to take care of? That makes no sense. But it does. I know it makes sense. It's what real people do in the real fucking world. I'm the only one who worries about the consequences. I'm the one who goes, who literally is getting a free, amazing bicycle and goes, ah, what's the problem with this fucking thing? What's going to be the issue here? Um, And, and he's, he's like, calm down. Everything's going to be fine. And I'm like, I am, I mean, I'm calm. I don't say these things to him, but I say them to you because I constantly will find something wrong, even with what's right so he he's the bike arrives <laughs> it's giant it's fucking it's crazy it's like it's like four by eight feet the box so i go i go or know four by seven probably and i go i i go to lift it and they've taped down the plastic straps and i can't lift it that way so i go to put it on my back and I, it's just so awkward and finally i go fuck this i drag it i drag it from my apartment to my car and then I'm trying to get it into my car. I'm trying to bounce it through the back door and stuff. And then I, I'm barely, I, I'm about to slide it in. And I'm pushing and it's moving and it's going the wrong way. And then I get it. I get into the car. It, it won't clear by like a foot. I can't close the door. So I can't get it to the bike shop to get it built. And now I got it outside. And a neighbor, a neighbor whom I have made fun of on this show, I'm not going to get into it, but a neighbor who's walked past and I've been uh, very unkind in the things that I've said, Stops, and he goes, hey, what's that? I go, it's a bike. He goes, oh, that's great. You need help? I said, well, it's not going to fit in the car. He goes, well, what if we put the seats down and put it into the trunk? And I, I'm like, no, I got a woofer back there. It's not going to, I can't do it. And he goes, well, all right. Well, you want me to just carry it back to your house with you? And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, you would do that? He goes, yeah. And I introduce myself to him. I get his name. And uh, he tells me that he lost like 130 pounds during the pandemic. I'm like, great. I put on 93. So you, the guy I made fun of walking by my house all the time, you're better than me now. You are absolutely better than me. Uh, would you, you know what? I, I could. Would you like to gain some of that 130 back? I have a gnome. I could interest. Can I interest you in a gnome? But now I feel like fucking hell because I this guy helps me carry the bike back and I've made fun of him before. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. So we put the bike in front of my house. Uh and then I'm like, I'm going to have to, he's, my buddy Dennis is like, well, you know what? Just grab an Uber black, like get an Uber black and they can load the bike up and, you know, and I'm like, dude, that's going to be a thousand dollars, man. And uh, I said, I have a friend who's got a fucking truck and John, John has a big car, like a big Toyota. And so we, we put it in the back and, uh, I took it to, I went to three different bike shops. One was run by a nice family, but they didn't inspire a lot of confidence because it was like, really like, I, I, I just, I just have. They seemed poor. Does that sound bad? I'm sure it does. But I just I just I didn't I didn't know if their poor would affect my bicycle in any way. And also, was there a chance that possibly they assemble it and thought it was nice and sold it? Uh, I, I just didn't feel comfortable having my bikes built by the cast of grapes. Of Wrath. <laughs> so so but they were nice to visit and they were lovely. I mean, look, when your 13 year old girl is working the counter, things aren't good with your family. Clearly, things have gone awry. The whole family's on duty. One kid's like scrubbing old inner tubes. The mom is just sitting there with a chihuahua on her chest. The 13-year-old talks to me. The dad's building bikes. It just it just looked like a fucking nightmare. So I'm like, all right. It was nice to meet all of you. And I left. Then I went to another bike shop. And this bike shop didn't even have anything to sell. Like, no, they all they—they they were just a fucking, it was like a doorway with, like, it said bikes. And I pulled up. This is the one that Dennis had recommended. And uh, when I got there, there was a hobo getting his bike fixed. First, well, first I went there once. They closed at 6. They were closed at 10 after 5. Like, it was one of those joints. Like, eh, hey, we went home. So then I went back. And there was a hobo getting his bike fixed. And I mean, a legit hobo. Like, you know, holes in socks, bindle on a stick, the whole fucking thing. Like, literally, uh, about to take... <laughs> he was He's the guy on the Monopoly card. That that kind of hobo. Uh, and, and sure enough, uh, he's getting his bike fixed. And then a guy walks out. The guy runs the shop. Because the dude doing the bike fixing, totally, this is completely true. He looked like the guy... in Texas Chainsaw Massacre that they pick up in the van and cuts open his palm and takes Polaroids of everybody. That was the guy because I I think he had three fingers. Like it was creepy. He was something out of V and he's fixing the hobos bike. And then this dude who looks alarmingly like Mark Maron comes out and uh, first he asks me who my guys are and I said, that's strange. And then he sells me some coffee, which I did not anticipate purchasing at all. Uh, then then he, he said, I said, well, look, I just need a bike built and I don't want to buy helmets. He goes, well, we don't sell anything, just the coffee, which you've purchased. And I said, great. Um, but what do I do? Uh, you know, you build bikes. He goes, yeah, you just drop it off here. It's like 60 bucks. We'll build it. and You just pick it up. I said, okay, well, I appreciate that. He goes, we're good. <laughs> I said, yeah, we're good. Uh, and I got in my car and I split and there was one more bike place to visit. And I went into this place and, uh, you know what it was? It was a store that actually sold bikes and equipment and helmets. And it was run by a father and son who seemed very nice. And so uh, I checked with them to see what the price was and what I would need to do. And uh, they were very kind. And so I said, okay. and I wound up dropping the bike off there a few days ago. And they called me today to tell me it's done, but I don't have a vehicle to go pick it up. Uh, But it's on the agenda and I'm going to get it. And I I googled good helmets and I said to Dennis, I go, hey, man, do I need any pads and he just started laughing. He goes, what do you mean pads? I go, like, knee pads or elbow pads. I see guys on bikes wearing those all the time. He goes, what? BMX guys? And I go, yeah, whatever the fuck. I go, I, look, if you got a fat guy on two wheels, I need protection, man. I, if I could buy bubble wrap, I would. And he's like, well, no, you don't need pads. He goes, look, you do whatever makes you comfortable. But I'm telling you, you don't need pads. So I bought pads. I bought, uh, I bought some elbow pads. I bought a knee sleeve with padding in it uh i bought a helmet that is fucking awesome because you know what i didn't i didn't want the giant wiffle ball head like i know that sounds stupid and i look i'm not gonna be that guy who's like oh boy i hope it'll look great on a bike because i'm gonna look fucking stupid for months there's no doubt about it i just gotta make sure i buy a helmet that doesn't scramble my fucking brains right so i didn't want the wiffle ball because it's all because that to me you know what? if you buy the wiffle ball helmet now you're trying now now you're trying to look like a LeMond. Yeah, I'm not a fucking LeMond. I'm not a goddamn Armstrong. I'm a fat idiot on a bike. So I found this. This I Googled, and there was a fucking thing. It said the best bike helmet you can buy, there's a company called Thousand. And they're like throwback vintage-looking motorcycle helmets, but they're for bikes. And then they got the MIPS system in there, which protects your brain even extra. And I'm like, oh, I got to get me some MIPS. So I ordered, a, uh, I ordered a Thousand helmet. I ordered these pads. And then, look, man. I know you're thinking to yourself, well, Mike, if you've got pads and you've got a helmet, clearly you need some cool ass racing gloves. Oh, I purchased racing gloves, friends. I purchased red and black and white racing gloves to go with my black and red bicycle and uh, and my black helmet, which I am going to I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to try to find anybody who does custom painting to paint my helmet like the goddamn Frankenstein or of Eddie Van Halen. I want it to be black and white and fucking striped. And I want it to look fucking ridiculous because you know what? If I'm going to be fat guy on bike and people are going to look anyway, well, I'm going to give them a goddamn reason to stare, baby. I'm like the snail who bought the car and had the S pointed on the fucking hood because he wants to make sure everybody, when he drove by, said, look at that S car go. (laughs) Ha ha. Yeah. I am going to be dead soon, folks. Again, I know you're thinking to yourself, Mike. Getting I didn't write that that's that's uh, it's not an original by the way I didn't that's that's snail things not mine that's one of my favorite old jokes it's my second favorite snail joke would you like to hear my first favorite snail joke guys in his house his doorbell rings he opens up the door he looks around he doesn't see anybody he looks down there's a snail on the welcome mat he's like "Ah," picks up the snail and he fucking chucks it just throws it off the fucking porch goes back in his house two months later his doorbell rings He opens the door, he looks down, there's a snail. Snail goes, what the fuck was that all about? You guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You guys can be my friends at Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can get me at Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok on Mike40YOB follow me at all of those places. That'd be great. So I have this helmet and it's I'm excited to get out on the road. I've got pads. I've got racing gloves. And if like I said, if people are going to point, I'm going to give them a reason to fucking point. But I'm excited. The only thing I'm worried about is like I've got to go try the bike out. I've got to get a better seat, I think, because I don't know what seat came with this bike. That's the thing that's bothering me. Like I said, crushing the bike and also getting a seat that is going to be comfortable for a giant i don't i don't know what the fuck do i know why am i riding a bike again i am hastening the year of death i don't mean to i know it's the death year i know i'm i'm it's like when they move the doomsday clock up like a minute getting a bike right now there are scientists all over the earth going oh man they got it that schmitty doomsday clock is going up about five minutes i'm gonna wind up face first on some fucking asphalt uh, all right. Follow me at Instagram, Snick, uh, Snick Chat. No, TikTok, Snapchat. Find me at Snick Chat too. Why not? I'm there, Mike40YOB. Find me at all of these places. I'd appreciate it. Thank you uh, to everybody who's helped me out ever. Our great friend Casey who helps with the YouTube stuff and our good friend Ryan who's helped with the web stuff and uh, our friend Mex. you know, David, go to Facebook.com slash David mex Hernandez and be his friend. He's got tons of artwork. He's got a podcast. He's got all that cool stuff. He's got a group. If your friend on Facebook with him, you can go ahead and find the, uh, the group that he has. This is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. It's the group where Mex tries to control the Internet. It's fun. Because God knows you can always put toothpaste back in a tube and you could put stupid back in the internet and Mex is there to make sure he can handle it. I don't know. He spins himself up like a top, but he gets it done and people seem to love it. I don't know. I don't know why he would do it. He's smarter and better than that, but, uh, but he wants to mock and I don't blame him. So go to facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez and become his friend there. And uh, and then you'll be able to go to his artwork there and go ahead and page through and look at all the cool stuff he does, because, you know, the guy does artwork. He'll do your Facebook caricature. He'll paint your dog. He's happy to do all those things. He's a painter. He's a he's a a mocker of, of all things religious. And also the man has a podcast. Did you know this? What? Yes, he does. This man has a podcast. It's called, uh, the phlegm cat podcast. Now that's four words, the phlegm cat podcast. Please don't get it twisted. And that's P H L E G M. That's how you spell phlegm. The flem The phlegm cat podcast is available where your finer podcasts are sold. Uh, this week I haven't been able to hear the show yet, but the promo had a balloon knot in it. And I am terrified at what that could possibly mean, but go ahead and listen for yourself. It's going to be amazing. He does a crazy songs. He's got slumpus. He's got a refrigerator. That's uh, fucking ginger he's got all sorts of cool ass stuff a lot of hot chicks uh, it's fun it's fantastic he does amazing artwork great podcasts the Flemcat cat podcast available wherever podcasts can be sold the itunes podcast space wherever you want to look he might be on spotify perhaps he's on audible if you open up your window he'll promise to shout it out the window he's happy to do it for you go ahead and find him at facebook.com slash david Mex hernandez find the Flemcat cat podcast wherever your finer podcasts are and also if you want him to do your artwork for you he will do it He's that kind of gentleman. He will step up and paint you, paint whatever you need him to do. Uh, if you want to get an example of his artwork, like I said, when you join him at Facebook.com slash David Mix Hernandez, go to his photos. Look at all the amazing watercolors and, and oil paintings he's done. It's just incredible. He actually, he put up some stuff this week. He was revisiting his water paint and his gauche painting. I don't know what it's called. Gosh, some kind of fucking paint. God damn, this guy's just done amazing work. And it's all available for purchase. And also you can go to his website if you want to think to yourself, well, what other painting does he do? He goes "Well, He's got a website. Go check it out. And before I say that, let me thank my good friend, Fearful Jesuit, for being here, because I don't think you'll be here for the plugs, will you? I mean, I assume not. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you live your life. You're well, we're going, to we're going to dinner. We're going back to the hotel. Yeah. You don't. you probably don't want to come back here for the plugs and then go back, go down to That's the hotel. Yeah. It does. All right. Well, I'm leaving it up to you. If you decide for yourself that you want to be back for the plugs, I'm happy to have you do it. I mean, I don't assume. Of, coor- of course not, because then you make an ass out of you and me. Uh, of course, David, go to his website and check out all the cool-ass artwork that the man has done. Uh, his website is artbydmh.com. That is A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H
2: dot com. Explain this to me again.
0: Um... I wanted to do like um this old school like R&B song. And I mean, I'll do all the music and the, the vocals and everything, but the middle part I was thinking um what's it called when they uh they like they talk during the middle
2: like a breakdown?
0: Yeah, like that. You could do that, but so I think you should play it straight. I think it should be like real like quiet. And, just kind of like you know, seductive. Like you're trying to seduce a woman or something. Like play it straight. Don't worry about like making a joke or making it funny or anything. And just, just be cool. Because I mean, we can, we can make maybe treat this as like a legitimate song if we do it right. You know what I mean? So don't, don't like kind of okay. wander off the thing. So just, yeah. Kind of just you know talk. You're you're good at talking. Just talk this thing out and uh, we'll see how it comes out. All right. So just play it straight though. Okay. Yeah. You want to give it a shot?
2: I guess so. You ready? Yeah. Here. Girl, my name is Michael, and I want a woman with a big heart, a strong woman. I want to see a woman give birth, it doesn't have to be my baby, I just want to see her naked. I want a woman who likes travel, someone who's as comfortable watching a sunset in Hawaii, as she is watching me jerk off in a bathtub. <laughs> what? I thought we were going to play it straight.
0: That's good. I'm serious about that. All right. Let's do Let's try it again. Ready? Let's, let's try to do it.
2: My name is Michael, and I'm looking for a sophisticated woman, confident and well-read. A woman who's read the Bible, except all of that shit about Leviticus. I'm looking for a girl with auburn hair, hazel eyes, and a long tongue. I mean like a six-inch tongue. Which seems weird because there wouldn't be anywhere she could put it on me. But until you choked on a tongue, you have not lived. Ladies. I'm a biter. And I like to be bitten. Seriously, hands, neck, lips, I don't care. Bite me anywhere and I'm on board. Anywhere. Girl. What? No. No.
0: All right, let's uh, let's give it another shot here. Ready?
2: Yeah. Girl, my name is Michael. And I like a girl who wants to lay down in front of a fire on a bearskin rug. I like a girl who likes long walks on the beach. Do you like movies? I like movies. I like love stories, like Ass Blasters 2. But sometimes I like action movies, like Ass Blasters 3. I You stop. Am I from the top?
0: Yes, please. Okay, here we go.
2: Ladies, my name is Michael. And I like a girl who will lay outside with me and read me poetry aloud. While I strum my lute. I want a woman who can clean out the attic and help me finish the basement. And I mean those literally. I want a woman who can cook anything from A to Z, from apricots to zebras. I want a girl who's into role-playing. You can be a big city reporter, and I'll be the fat guy who fucks you in a parking lot. A girl who likes dirty talk. Maybe he doesn't have to do dirty talk, but if she's willing to listen to me say that I want to do a face blast into her baby house, then I'm on board.
0: Oh, not happening.
2: Listen, man,
1: I don't know what they were selling. You would buy it. I anything that the co-op says you should buy, you should buy. I fucking whale skin slippers or a, or a fucking hamburger that smells like France. I don't care. Buy it, man. Get it uh i don't even know what france smells like i I don't know what a hamburger would smell like from france what would it smell like let me ask you this folks when you've been to europe who's been to europe out there who out there knows about the smells of europe (laughs) nobody uh all right we're back for plugs and uh i know you're thinking to yourself oh you know what mike you just sat there through the plugs by yourself sweating at the desk no there was a field trip involved we uh we leapt to our feet uh fearful Jesuit is still here because we uh, we were running a little late and i was in uh, because he was a kind enough person to be an audience member, which he did not have to be, uh, he fell way behind in his packing. So earlier he was doing some hard work at the, uh, at his own show. He was editing some things. Uh, I think he was, uh, splicing in a clip of Dana speaking French. I know that because I had a hard on for about 45 minutes and don't know why. Um, but he, uh, he was doing his work. So in doing his work though, and then he came over to be the audience guy. He left out quite frankly, a pile of fucking electric spaghetti, just just cords and fucking cords. He used my printer, and I, I have to be honest. I need a shower. I feel a little dirty right now because the man knew my. I gave him my Wi-Fi password, and I have this is a printer that I've owned for you know before, since before the fucking pandemic, and uh I've I've only used it twice in my life because I can't ever get it to work. He somehow printed five copies of some goddamn form, and he's like, "Yeah, could you go grab those?" And I'm like, "Yeah, because I work for you now. Sure, why not?" But I think. He was being kind because the uh, the printer's in my bedroom and he's like, oh, well, I'm not going in there because who the fuck knows what's in there, right? You don't want to step in a goddamn semen filled bear trap. Oh, my God. Does that sound awful? Hold on a second. Jesus Christ. Hey, That's not in my room. I don't have any of those things. Uh, well, certainly not a bear trap or a filled But the, the other. You're, like, you're probably going to find some of that in my bedroom. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, check the ceiling. All right. Hi. Um, we did get up and we went out in a little uh, field tree. We went to go eat some food. Uh because look, that's all I have to offer society or anybody who comes to visit me is hey man, let's go eat. But earlier Jesuit had asked, he's like, hey man, you know what? I kind of think I want to go to Musso and Frank's. Uh now Musso and Frank's, if you don't know what it is, is a very, very, very uh famous Hollywood landmark. It is it has been here forever. It is the first place in America to ever make fettuccine alfredo. Now, do I believe that to be true? I don't but it's what their menu will tell you. And it would spells it out very clearly. And apparently it was like literally like Clara bow in between getting fucked by the entire USC football team. And, uh, and her good friend, Marion Motley, also known as John Wayne, they went across the seas over to Italy and they had, and this is totally true. They tell this story. Uh, it, I think it's like, uh, it's Douglas Sirk and uh, Marianne, give me an Oscar. I don't know who the fuck it was, but they go there, go to Italy And they go to Chef Alfredo's place, and he makes them fettuccine Alfredo. They're like, what a delight. Can we have the recipe? And he says, oh, no, you cannot have it. And they're like, what? I don't understand why we can. Oh, no, you cannot have it. Out, 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 Americans. And he's like, and they're like, what the hell? So they're on a honeymoon, and they loved it, and they wanted to go back. So the next night they go, and whether he was just a... uh, an Italian gentleman who didn't have a good sense of recognition and didn't realize it was the same two people, or he realized that he had been crass and terrible the night before. Uh, he allowed them to dine again. They dined once again on fettuccine Alfredo, and get this. Uh, Marianne, gimme an Emmy and fucking uh, uh, Douglas Cirque said, "Hey, guess what? We love your pasta." And he's like, "Ah, mange de pasta." And they said, "We brought you a gift." He said, me, I'll give a, a gift. And they said, uh, yeah, we brought you a golden fork and knife because I don't know. That's what celebrities and Americans do in Italy. They they love a pasta so much. The next day they go find a Giuseppe to mold them a golden <laughs> fork and knife. And this I am not lying to you. This story is on the menu. Literally, in it's two paragraphs full. And, uh, and they said, here is your golden fork and knife, and they handed it to him, and he said, oh, no, i never given me a gift like this before. Here is a recipe for a fettuccine alfredo, but uh, please keep it to yourselves. Don't share it with that Musso and the Frank, and they come back to America, and the first fucking thing they do, because they are greedy celebs, is go to Musso and Frank and go, hey, here, make this for us, and Musso and Frank are like, uh, first of all, fuck you. We've been here forever. We're a dominant restaurant. And we don't need to do what you say. And they said, well, there might be a golden fork and knife in it for you. And uh, Musso said, I, I, I will not to do it. I cannot to do it. Because Musso, he knew Alfredo. That's why Alfredo said, don't bring it there. They have a rivalry going way back. But Frank was like, Ah, oh, yeah, no, uh, you know what? Hey, I'll tell you what, we can do that. So, uh, they took the recipe and they made a fettuccine alfredo for Douglas Cirque and his girlfriend, uh, Marianne Gimme and Egot. And uh, they loved it. And the story now lives on forever on the menu. Now, did we order the fettuccine alfredo? Fuck no, we did not. Because this is a place with an open grill that is known for chops and steaks and sweetbreads. And it's the thing. This is the second time I've eaten there this year. And I'll tell you this second time I've ever eaten there in history. And I will tell you, you know what? The last time I was there, this is totally true. The last time I was at, here's how how old Hollywood this place is. Last time I was there, I saw Ted Lange eat a shrimp cocktail. Now, who is Ted Lange, you may ask? Well, that, of course, is Isaac the bartender from The Love Boat. And uh, and guess what else? I I saw him eat uh, a Caesar salad. I know you're thinking, well, so what, buddy? You just saw him eat a shrimp cocktail. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Uh, I saw him eat a Crab Louie. Not only did he eat a Crab Louie, Ted Lange ate some of my Crab Louie. You're goddamn right. That's a story for another time, folks. Uh, But this was my second trip to Musso and Frank. And again, if you don't know what it is, again, very famous Hollywood place. It's in in the film Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It is in the first scene where Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio are there to meet Al Pacino. That is the restaurant that they are in. And uh, I will tell you this, the restaurant, so much smaller in person. It looks vast and expansive in the movie. And then you get in there and it's a little cracker box, but it's fine. But also it is so old school. It's got like captains at the desk, Vegas style, mater d's and stuff. And then the uh, I will say that tonight's waiter was not as chatty as my last waiter, but they are uh, they're excellent and they answer all of your questions. And it has old school dishes, not not just the pilfered fettuccine alfredo recipe, (laughs) the stolen, the hot smuggled out of italy fettuccine alfredo recipe but also uh they make uh, b- uh grenadines of beef they make you some sweetbreads uh they got all your other favorites you got your like i said you mentioned they, they got the shrimp louis they got the crab louis they got a seafood louis they have a french onion soup they got potatoes of gratin they got oh brace yourselves folks a leonese potatoes so incredibly delicious and so Jesuit and I went there and he wanted to go because mainly he wanted a martini. I said, cool. And then uh, he was like, well, we're going to eat over there. And I said, like, oh, well, OK, if we're, if we're eating, that's fine. And Jesuit was very kind to me and he bought me dinner. He didn't have to do that. I don't know why he did it, but he did. And uh, and what did we order? Well, we ordered goddamn everything pretty much. We ordered steak tartare with a quail egg. We ordered a Caesar salad and the French onion soup. He had a uh, a New York strip steak that was medium rare. And uh, we ordered some leonese potatoes. We ordered some potatoes au gratin. Uh, we ordered what can only be described as a grain elevator full of mushrooms. It it was look when you look at the menu and it says sautéed mushrooms fourteen dollars. Holy Jesus Christ! You you know like like you. You couldn't possibly get your money's worth for $14 of the mushrooms. It doesn't They could give you a thousand mushrooms, but still they were delicious and they were meaty, but there were, they were, they were many, they were legion. That's, that's how many goddamn mushrooms were in the house. I had a couple, but it's at, it's just an overwhelming, I love sauteed mushrooms, but it can be an overwhelming, overpowering flavor. And it was just that tonight for me. I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. And then. Uh, by the way, I've just now talked, I think fucking eight minutes about what I ordered at a fucking restaurant. God damn it. I'm so ridiculous. All right. So, uh, what did I get for dinner? You're asking? Well, I'll tell you right now. Uh, I got myself some Frenched Colorado lamb chops, uh, and they were delightful. I like a lamb chop. I will say these lamb chops, uh, you could, they could taste the gaminess in this lamb, but it worked. It was very delicious. And they brought me four fucking lamb chops, which is. That's that's like fucking family of four size. No, thank you. That's right. One per person back the fuck off. Uh, so I had a couple of those. I had some of Jesuit steak. But even but I will tell you this, even t- on top of everything else, Jesuit got a uh, got a martini. It was the first thing he ordered. And he ordered a uh, uh, dirty, a dirty martini is what they called it. And I don't look. That just sounds like somebody who worked for Lily at the T's. Like, I, I get no fucking idea what dirty martini is. Uh, but sure enough, it came to the table. And it was cloudy as fuck. And there's two olives in it. And he holds it out to me. And he's like, uh, oh, man, a dirty martini means extra olive juice. And I'm like, you are not selling this drink. That is <laughs> that is not something I'm about to climb on board because I look, I, you know me. I don't like booze. There's not a lot. I don't like less than booze. Olives would be on that list. I don't care for olives. I don't know. I, I just and also there's two olives in his drink, which is one thing. They're just hitchhikers. It's bad enough. They're in there. Bad optics for me. But then he's like, "Yeah, the reason it's dirty is because they pour a bunch of olive juice in there." And I'm like, "This is fucking disgusting." Did you? Did, let me ask you this: Do they pour it on the floor and wring it out with a mop, and wring it out into your cup? What do they do? Uh, but he's like, "Go ahead and try it," and uh, and I tried it, folks, and it just it tasted, man. It you know what it tasted like? It tasted like drinking Nyquil out of a human ass. It was it was so nasty. It just tasted like medicine. Uh, it was so, and I just, I made a face. I was like, so gross, dudes. Uh, I didn't care for it. And look, again, I, I was predisposed to I not like this fucking thing. There, it's not like the magical combination of two things I hate was going to be something I like. All of a sudden, it's going to win me over. Hold on a second. I hate both of these things. Uh, in fact, I hate glass and then served in one. So I got to be honest with you, this is a hat trick of hate. And uh, and yet, I tried it because I'm a trooper and my friend was paying. So uh, So I gave it a sip. And, uh, and I made a face and I get to be honest, I made a sour face uh, and I held the face for a God, 45 seconds. And it wasn't like for show. I, I truly felt like that inside and out. I just, I just felt, uh, displeased. I think would be the word I would use. I, I just wasn't, I felt betrayed. Uh, I felt disturbed. i felt all of these things inside and I didn't care for them and you could read them on my face. Uh, not good. So I, but I tried it. I'm a grown up. And then uh, our friend Jesuit got drunk, uh, and I here's a, here's the thing I just learned about fearful Jesuit. Uh, he doesn't care what drips anywhere. He doesn't. Uh, he pulled out. He he gathered up a spoonful of French onion soup, and then he talked with his hands while the soup was poised to be eaten, and ignored it as he talked to me as if I was a child waiting for the airplane to bring me my food in a, in a high chair. <laughs> He's waving this soup in my face as a threat. I was I was threatened with a spoonful of onions, folks. And I, I did. I very carefully kept my lips shut because I was waiting any second for him to plunge it into my mouth. It would have been terrifying. Uh, but he was waving it around and the broth was going everywhere. Uh, it is a very liquid based. He spit on me during my show. He dripped broth on me at the, at the place. I'll tell you what. This is a guy uh, I'm going to call him. You know what? I'm going to call him fearful expectorations instead of fearful Jesuit. You got it. Uh but again the the dinner's paid for so I can say these things now. I couldn't say them there. I just had a mask of broth dripping off of my face. This is great. Thank you, sir. Uh I, I did I got I had literally got I got with French onion soup. Uh we ate the tartare. Now and again I will tell you this is the tartare, a delicate dish. Uh yet a manly dish, but a delicate dish. And it came in like a, it was ring molded or molded or whatever, and it had a quail egg on top, and Jesuit just smashes his fork into it. I mean, and I go, dude, aren't you going to get like shell in the meat? He's like, the most important part is to get the yolk mixed in with all the steaks. And I said, yeah, I know, but do you, couldn't you tip over the egg instead of trying to go through the shell? And he's like, I'll tell you what. And then he took a, uh, it was a, uh, it came with, uh, cornichons were mixed into the steak tartare and it was a delight. It was very delicious. But it also came with crostini and uh, here's how Jesuit handles things. Jesuit picked up a crostini and balanced it on his thumb and took his other three fingers with some lettuce and scooped together like a sandwich of the tartare with the arugula and the crostini and then jammed it in his maw as if he were trying to win a contest. And uh, and it was terrifying. It was uh, I, again, I've used that word several times here, but I can think close. of no other word. Oh, certainly I was. Yeah. yeah anybody who eats a food down to their wrist absolutely totally impresses me wait a second what are you doing there Uh, i expected your hand to emerge degloved um so he had that and then we split the soup uh and he had a couple of martini it was delicious it was a delightful meal and it was great and it's uh you're in there amidst people who are dressed uh some people are dressed fancy there was a, a young man and his mother were right by us young might be a strong word because he had a beard as that was as gray as the north pole uh but and then there was a guy who was being a wine guy that was fun to watch it was a dude with a date. He had a girlfriend, and I got to be honest with you, it worked. You could see her beaming as he was. Uh, he held the glass by the base, and he spun it around to see how the wine would leave an oil slick, I guess, on his glass. And, uh, and then he—I he, <laughs> don't care. So all right, he, he's seeing if his wine had legs, and uh, and then he spun the other around, and then he sipped them. And uh, I didn't hear the vampire noise, but I know he was swishing. I know he was swishing. <laughs> And uh, and his lovely bride or girlfriend or Tinder date was staring at him like, ooh, he knows wine. Uh, and then he chose and they left it to him. And he, uh, he you know what else he did? And I, uh, <laughs> this is so dumb. I didn't even tell Jesuit this. He, uh his girl got dessert and he did not. And then she picked up, she picked up her fork with cake on it and kind of like did that all open wide. And she held it to his face and he was like, no. And she's like, oh, I'll just have a bite. And he's like. No, just very calmly, just nodded his head. No, and I, for some reason, instinctively opened my mouth, <laughs> like That's like she lie. was going to somehow launch it across the table and land it in my in my gullet. I was excited but about I the possibility, want cake. huh? But I want cake. <laughs> I'll, I'm not going to say no to you. I don't care about the legs on the goddamn booze. Give me some fucking cake. Uh, it was a delight. We went there. We walked past several homeless families who now live on Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, and now we're back and we're here and we're ready to talk to you guys. We're not really, uh, folks, if you don't know anything about fearful Jesuit, let me tell you this, other than the fact that he's drunk right now and he drips, really and he drips soup all over himself. Uh, he I is
0: drip
1: soup only where I <laughs> a soup dripping man, ladies and gentlemen, uh, just, just flinging broth to and or fro people getting coated in it. It was terrible. It looked like you were like riding a savory splash mountain. That's what it was like having dinner with our friend Jesuit tonight. Uh, I am glad the Caesar was lightly dressed, lest I be coated in it already. Uh, But our friend, fearful Jesuit, also, as I have mentioned earlier, he was doing some work over on his couch. And uh, that work that he was doing was of the podcast variety. He was editing and doing things for his show that he does. Uh but I will tell you this there's an episode and now cuz you think yourself oh my god I can't wait to hear that episode and I don't blame you However I will tell you this there is an episode that you can listen to right now What yeah you're goddamn right Uh Paranoid Strain Secret Societies part 11 part 11 ladies and gentlemen are you kidding me I I I, I you know me I'm hiding under coats I'm not doing shows this guy's got an 11 part fucking series what the fuck man what are you efficient what a drag uh, but again, we you know what? That's why you can come to L.A. and get fucking ripped. Why he's like, ah, you know what? I'm going to go party with Bacchanalia and get fucking loaded down there in L.A. because I did my hard work in the fucking uh, compound and now I'm ready to hit the town. Uh, he's actually riding a train across the United States. And that's not a lie. He's going to Kansas City, and he's, and he's like, hey, man, if you know anything to do in Chicago, like tell me. And I'm like, I haven't been there in 25 years. He's like, you've been there sooner than me. And I'm like, that's a good point. Yeah, all right, I'll think of some stuff. Uh, and he asked if there was anything in Kansas City that he could do, and uh, I just told him to go to Oklahoma Joe's and get the burn ends, courtesy of my friend Scott Phillips, who brought me there when I was in town doing a show. Remember when I did shows? Remember when I'd go on the town and go to places? Wasn't that great? I mean, I wasn't foolish enough to take a train, but certainly I was all over the place and having a good time. Uh, I did a show in the basement of a coffee house in Kansas City. It was fantastic. Uh, another great show. Everybody loved it. <laughs> I don't know what do I, why. Why I have to throw that part in? Everybody loved it. I promise. Everybody loved it. Shut up. Great. It was so good. Um, Paranoid Strain Secret Societies Part Eleven. Now, please remember, uh, this is merely one ingredient of a podcast bouillabaisse. There are many, many ingredients that you can sample. The previous ten are also available. Uh, let me ask you this: This is as I've mentioned. This is how many? Uh, this is one ingredient. How many ingredients in this bouillabaisse? Who fucking knows? I have no idea. All I know is every week it's like a new one. He's just like, hey, episode fucking 41 is up now. Jesus fucking Christ. How much bullshit did the Templars get into? These idiots, man. What the hell? Uh, but there, so that that's the this is Paradise Strain: Secret Society's part 11 available now in the iTunes store, or wherever you get your finest uh, podcast. You want to learn You want to learn this? Who is Pierre Plantard? Well, you're going to find out in this particular episode, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you'll hear about Putnam and Wood. You will not hear about Chad and Jeremy nor Putney and Swope. They will not be involved, but uh, but Putnam and Wood definitely involved. Uh, you will learn what the the answer to what is French for Butler that will be contained within the is what of the mysteries contained within Paranoid St- uh, Strain Secret Society's part 11. Yes. OK, you're, you're, you're good with me so far. Uh, now, I know what you're thinking. You guys have been waiting to hear this because of the last couple of times I've described these episodes, uh, folks. So much French Dana. So much French Dana. I could just picture her delicate tongue curling around these, these, les Abitons, whatever the fuck else. There's just, she's just a walking accent mark. And God damn, was I turgid. I was so fucking excited for so much French Dana. It's there. You why? Because I know you thought the last one, nope. This one's got some massive French Dana. It's fucking amazing. Uh, you will hear rumors of a Jewish Masonic conspiracy again. How many Jewish Masonic conspiracies can we have in the world at one time? I don't. And it's just the go-to at this point. It's literally these dudes are like, yeah, you know what? Probably the Jews. What? (laughs) Again? All right. With them, with the Jews. and All right. That makes sense because nobody's going to find it. People are going to ask questions. No, they're not. Uh, (laughs) You'll hear about somebody. Planting fake documents in the Bibliothèque Nationale. Now, will you hear what Bibliothèque Nationale means? You will not. You'll have to figure it out on your own. But there is the planting of fake documents at the Bibliothèque Nationale, essentially creating history. Because the Bibliothèque Nationale is a, uh, it's the storehouse, the the bellwether, wherever they, it's where all of France's basic, basic national history is contained. And these guys were sneaking in and adding in fake documents so it made their stories ring more true. It's insane. I, and they got away with it somehow. I, who's, who's asleep at the fucking wheel at the Bibliothèque Nationale? <laughs> God damn, buddy. Uh, let's see. You will uh, you'll hear about how Plantard wanted to be famous, he wanted to be a noble. Uh, that, well, that's what they thought. Everybody thought that he wanted to be famous, wanted to be a noble. And then with the planting of the fake documents and then the, uh, game of telephone that they played throughout this fucking world, it turned out that eventually he was a living descendant of Jesus Christ. Quite a leap, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not going to lie. It was a guy who he just wanted to be kind of famous. He didn't want to be a fucking dirt farmer or whatever the fuck he was. He's like, yeah, I just want people to know my name. He wanted to go with Cheers, man. He wanted everybody to know his name. He didn't exactly want to claim to be Jesus's stepson who couldn't catch a football, but he did. He made it, uh, and to the point where he freaks out. He like they start to make him the the, the Jesus kid, and he's like, yeah, this is. I'm out. I couldn't possibly. I just. Thank you for all of this. Uh, you get to the the get. You hear about a rogue priest. There's a rogue priest involved. There are so many fucking scams detailed in this fucking episode. Everybody is getting over on everybody. It's all the same shit. And they. I don't know how. I don't know why. And I'm bullshit. I do because I was like in my mind. I'm like, well, this is the fucking dark ages. This is a bunch of fucking potato eaters who don't even know what the fuck is going on yet you can look in the news today and same mm-hmm. fucking people are believing all the same dumb shit. It's mm-hmm. just ridiculous. And I just, Oh my God, it's horrifying. Horrifying. Um, you'll hear about Plantard and Decherisse, who, uh, they, and, uh, or no, it's DeSharice, right? DeSharice. De I wanted to say, I didn't know exactly how to say that. Uh, you'll hear about Labano and Shidloff. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck. That that sounds awful. You'll hear about some blue apples. Are you ready for that? Go ahead and brace yourself and hear about some blue apples. Um, you'll hear. All right. So you know what? I will say this. This happens as well. I was not ready for this to happen. There was an unanticipated jacqueuse. <laughs> there was an out of the blue Napoleon, an unforeseen Diane Franklin, and a, 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 a an unpredicted LePew shows up, ladies and gentlemen. All in that order, I believe. Uh, all attempts by Jesuit to fool the listener. And he, he would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for that meddling unicorn. I'll tell you that. She snatched the mask right off his face uh, because he, he leaped up with the unanticipated jacques and the out of the blue Napoleon, an unforeseen Diane Franklin, and an unpredicted LePew. Uh, you'll hear about the terrible secret of the pentacle, which is, again, my favorite Hardy Boys novel. And you'll also hear about the Visigothic altar pillar whom I saw open for the polyphonic spree at Burberry. So all of these are contained in Paranoid Strain, Secret Societies Part 11, available now, wherever your finer podcasts are sold and your middle-of-the-world podcasts are given away free. You can find both of us in that fucking bargain bin. Go ahead and check it out. Uh, you can also write him a note. If you want to write our friend, uh, uh, our fearful Jesuit, a note, go ahead and find him. Uh, here's the email address. Theparanoidstrain at gmail.com. Theparanoidstrain at gmail.com. Write him a note. Tell him you love me. I love the show. Maybe not in that order. Tell him you love his show first, and then talk about me if you want, or uh, uh, you'd at least do a paragraph on me and make it the last paragraph. That's fine. But make sure he feels good about himself and his position in the podcast world first. And then say, you know, and you've got a big uh, give a big back slap and some lamb chops to your friend, Mike, for bringing you to our attention. Uh, Sure. That's right. So go ahead and do that. Reach out to the man and leave a review. If you would in the iTunes store, go ahead and do that and also interact with them on Facebook. Uh, What's the Facebook page? Just the, 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 the paranoid strain cool yeah just google the paranoid strain or whatever look up the paranoid strain on facebook uh he's getting a nice little audience interacting with him listening to the show commenting and stuff and he appreciates that very much and he would like you to do that also like i said on the itunes store you can leave a review uh makes him look like a hitter tell him say good things about him and and please remember this is uh this is number 11 and it it climaxes with a an amazing badass ending it has a fucking badass two-minute recap that that is just gorgeous, and and it's worth the hearing. And it's I think it sums up. Oh, I think that means you're done with secret societies. Am I yep. correct? Uh, no, no. He's not done with secret this society. Really so <laughs> there will be. So folks, oh my gosh, there's going to be a part twelve. Oh, isn't that great? I can only hope the Visigothic altar pillar it make it's an appearance. Be part 18. Wow. Well, I'm assuming that that won't come until after. From, from don't Probably do it next. 12. Yeah, I said don't yeah. do it next. No, I think eleven. <laughs> Unless there's some conspiracy about how numbers work, then go ahead and please use that. <laughs> uh, but check it out, man. It's the Paranoid Strain podcast available wherever the finer podcasts are. I think it's in Spotify. It's probably at Audible and uh, it's over there in the iTunes podcast space slash the iTunes store. Leave a review and uh, and enjoy it. My friend does a great product that I'm happy to be associated with it. So go ahead and please check out my friend, Fearful Jesuit's show, The Paranoid Strain. You want to hire me for stuff? Maybe a cameo? Uh, I have to do a cameo tonight. I'm not kidding. It's it's like midnight and I'm I'm fucking fried and yet when this is finished folks because my public is ever demanding, I have to do a a podcast uh, a cameo. Uh I had a, someone hired me to do a cameo. This is completely true and that said uh hey uh we had a team that uh didn't have a great year and we were kind of going to try to find the actual Mike Schmidt to do a message for us uh but we couldn't so we thought we'd go with you. <laughs> So I said, uh, all right, I need $11, so let's do it. And uh, by the way, you know how every week I say I need $15? Uh, Guess what changed? Oh, that's right. It's the Cameo payout that I was stunned to find is now down. I charge 20. I get 11. And uh, I was like, uh, really? Because apparently now Apple has a charge of like fucking six bucks or something. I don't, dudes, I don't know. But I, I, will tell you, I was, I was shocked when I saw it. Now I wasn't that shocked because who the fuck's hiring me to do anything? I like eleven bucks as much as the next guy. That's fine. But, um, but I don't. Rec- and look, it's not like I'm, I'm feverishly opening every email I get from the Cameo people. They, they may have warned me about this previously and I didn't notice it. But, uh, but yeah, my that twenty dollar Cameo, your friend Mike gets eleven of it. And Apple gets like six, and the Cameo people get like three or four or whatever. Oh, my Christ. What a mess. Uh, but you want to hire me, don't you? Go to bookcameo.com or download the Cameo app to your phone, and you can hire me to do whatever. But I'm going to do, I have to do one this evening, as a matter of fact, right when I'm finished with this. And, uh, and I do appreciate you thinking of hiring me. I can hear it, I can feel it in my bones. Somebody out there right now is thinking of hiring me, and that makes me very happy. So thank you. Please put me on your list. Uh, Did you know I'm part of the Misfit Toys Co-op? Well, of course you did, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, That includes many different shows. It includes uh, Never Not Funny with our friends Jimmy and Matt and Elliot and Garen. Doug Loves Movies with our good friend Doug. The Todd Glass Show featuring Todd Glass. No Fun with Jen Kirkman with the unbelievably prolific and funny Jen Kirkman. And then let me watch your movie with you, with Jonah Ray. Uh, Jonah's involved in that show. Jen, Jonah, Todd, Doug, Jimmy, Matt, everybody over at the Misfit Toys Co-op deserves your attention. All those shows are available on Spotify and also in the iTunes Store. So Go ahead and check them out, download them, subscribe to all of us. Here's the thing that you don't know. Uh, that's five shows, and I'm the sixth. If you subscribe to all six of the Misfit Toys Co-op shows, you get a free small fries. Yes. So, so that'll be great. Uh, watch your mailbox. They, I must tell you, we rush them out to you immediately. So go ahead and check that out. Um what else man oh yeah you know what patreon i got a patreon patreon.com slash mike four zero yob that's patreon.com slash mike four zero yob everybody is very kind to think of me and support the show and put themselves in the i was gonna say in the way of <laughs> in harm's way but you're not <laughs> in harm's way on there uh but i do appreciate you going ahead and signing up and i will right now shout out my good friend who's this well it's our great friend kingsley dwyer Kingsley Dwyer, I believe, is in Australia, and he is a fantastic guy. He has stepped up and become a patron there over there at Patreon. I appreciate it. I first made Kingsley's acquaintance on a very special Rock Solid episode that I did that won't be out until September. And I know you're thinking to yourself, why the fuck did you record it now? Why? Because Pat's good at his job and very efficient. So he's got a ton of me in the can. That didn't sound good at all. That, That sounded fucking awful. Pat's got a ton of me in the can. Oh, he won't sit down for weeks. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's a show that's coming out in September. Do you remember? Uh, 21st night of September. The show's going to be me and Pat talking about guns and roses. That's right. Guns, guns and roses. Uh, use your illusions one and two. That'll be out. Uh, If you subscribe now, you can actually, I think, listen to it. Uh, subscribe to Rock Solid's Patreon, but I, I can't tell you about that. Fuck that. I, I, give me money. Don't give Pat money for fuck's sake. Uh, but if you give me money over there at Patreon.com slash Mike40YIB, I'd appreciate it. Like our good friend Kingsley Dwyer from Australia, and there's only one thing to say about that. G'day, mate. eye, mate. Uh, I actually have an Australia button. I know you're thinking to yourself, how the fuck did that happen? A listener of the show, Ruben, sent it to me and I'll I'll bang it occasionally when I'm on Twitch. What's Twitch, you ask? I'm glad you asked. But first, let me finish to tell you that Patreon exists. Go to patreon.com slash Mike four zero yob and become a patron of this show and uh, and just do it. Just please. I mean, I, I just I had to eat counterfeit lamb chops tonight because a guy bought them for me. All right. Just I, I just I, I can't afford my own lamb chops here. here you want to hear you want to hear guilt trip? My little brother texted me while I was eating with uh, our friend Fearful Jesuit and he's like, hey man, you free? And I took a picture of my lamb chops and my leonese potatoes. I said, man, I can't. I'm sorry, I'm out to dinner right now. And he wrote back and he's, oh man, way to make me hungry. No funds, dude. I'm eating ramen. Oh, and I'm like, I, I go, yeah, if I wasn't somebody's guest, I'd I'd be eating at Pizza Hut because I don't, I don't feel like I should be successful either. <laughs> it just sounds like uh you know i mean but but it's uh i felt bad then that i'm sending my picture of uh, my brother a picture of lamb chops especially four lamb chops that just seems like hoggish at that point hey guess what i have literally a pound and a half of mayonnaise potatoes and four lamb chops you ramen eating motherfucker uh which seems like i could i could have taken that tack but instead I, i go the other way and i feel miserable and bad for everything because why not um but yeah, so I I, uh, I want you to support me on Patreon. It would be great. I'd, I'd call you the the best person besides Kingsley Dwyer. And, uh, you know, I have the channels, as I've mentioned. I've got twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy, and I've got youtube.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can find me at youtube.com slash the 40-year-old boy. Uh, right now, there's, just some cl- there's every episode of this podcast, first of all, and then there's also plenty of other clips of other things. There's some stand-up, th- and this is completely true, and this will tell you everything you need to know about me. Although, if you've already listened... If you've listen to this show two hours in and you don't know me by now then this isn't gonna fucking help but here it is this literally happened I walked into my gym and uh, my buddy Mariana was there and my buddy John's my trainer and some other people Brandon owns the gym a few other people and I walked in and I go and they're like hey morning hey what's up and Mariana goes hey dude I went to your YouTube channel and I watched some of your stand up and I said oh, I'm sorry to hear that and and everybody fucking cracked up and uh and and then Brandon goes, did you say I'm sorry to hear that? I go, I did. And and then they laughed again. And I'm like, and they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, ah, oh, that's a long story. Nobody ever wants to watch that. I go, that clip is like 18 years old or something. And uh, and Mariana goes, well, it's still fucking funny. I loved it. And I was like, all right, well, that's good. Because and I will say this, it's good when that happens because it shows them that I'm not lying. You know what I mean? When I tell them I'm a comedian or I'm, I have to leave to go out of town and perform or I have a podcast that's successful, uh, I have to make sure that they know that I'm serious about it. So I'm glad he found me on his own and listened to my stand up and went, OK, good. That's funny. Because cause can you imagine if I make them laugh in the gym and we crack up and we hang out and stuff like that? And then he finally goes, you know what? I'm going to find Mike online. And then he finds me and I'm terrible. Like, how awful would that be? That's like I this is completely true. Like, I have talked a bunch of Yang on the show about eating pussy. Like, I, you know, because it's literally my favorite fucking thing in the world to do. And you don't care. And there are some people who are like, whatever the fuck. I don't give a fuck. It's my show. I talk about it. And uh, and God, I miss it. It's been a while. Uh, but I, I absolutely, it's my favorite fucking thing in the world to do. God damn it. And I, and uh, yeah. And, and let's put it this way. If it's my favorite thing in the world to do, that might let you know that uh, I'm, well, you know, I'll tell you this. Hey, what did I do at the table tonight, uh, uh, <laughs> Jesuit? Okay. And what else? When I had a drink, what did I drink? You don't remember this? I tied two cherry stems with my tongue today sitting at the table. Uh, I just, we're just sitting there talking and I just threw it in my fucking mouth, tied the cherry stem. Now look, that doesn't really mean a fucking thing. All right. We know this. Uh, There's, it it takes a lot more than that, but it's just a trick I learned. It's a bar trick, but it's fun to do. And then you pull it out and it looks like a little little fucking uh mickey mouse there as it's all tied up in a knot with his little fucking martian ear sticking out and uh jesuit is like oh man that's like it's actually disturbing when you do it yeah, like it i is. he goes you know Sherilyn fenn yeah hot he goes but you doing it it's just kind of like e oh, so yeah. uh i don't blame you and I, I could see where you wouldn't be wooed by that and like i said it doesn't it doesn't indicate any sort of uh talent other than the fact that you know a bar trick certainly uh but man i uh i i'm a fan of it and i am on board with it and it's my thing and uh i don't even remember what the fuck i was talking about how did I get into this? No, I the tr- I that came up while I was thinking about eating pussy, but I mean there was a reason. <laughs> but there was a reason I was talking about eating pussy and I cannot remember what the fuck it was. Uh, musso and Frank's. No, but I said I, uh, I, there was a was it a text or an insult or something like that? I just I just holy fuck I can't remember. That's the craziest thing in the world. All right, well, I like to eat pussy. I got no I got no clara- clarification he about knows. that. Uh he know that guy knows. He hears- um, oh, no, it's, oh, you know what it was? it was in the context of comedy, because I said, what if I talked about, you know, being a comedian or a podcast and stuff like that? And then they watched me and I was terrible. And this completely happened. I'm not going to go into it. But there was a girl uh, I went down on uh, and it, uh, you know, touchdown. I mean, it, it was fine. Everything was great. And because, uh, again, uh, I like my job is my point and uh you know and then you know when your hair is getting yanked out of your fucking head and then your their heels are digging into your fucking shoulders and your fucking trapezius muscles and god damn it there's nothing better and breathing quickens and you move here and you go there and dudes there's nothing better at all than than being in full control of that fucking situation and knowing that they're letting you be it's there you know what you're driving but they're along for the fucking ride and uh i'm a fan so uh so I, did the, it was the first time this I did it with this particular person, and uh, you know, and then you know, you're holding them, whatever the fuck, and they got the flushed cheeks and afterglow and the whole whatever the thing, and uh, and and this person looked at me and she was just like, oh my god, and I was holding her, and uh, and I just went, what if I was terrible at it, <laughs> all the shit I talk about it, and then what if I went down, and I was like, eh, 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 alphabet, eh, eh, C. <laughs> You know what I mean uh, uh capital D uh, uh, hold on, I'm almost finished, ma'am uh, 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 oh, 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 oh gee i oh that's oh that's a here's a big f big f coming uh, 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 fuck off, man, Jesus Christ, how terrible would that be if all it was against Ken, you can't talk all that shit and then just be awful because because what does the person do? The person's just gotta find a way out, man. Like it's funny with all these hookup apps and shit like that. Like I, I've never been lucky enough to be a hookup guy. Maybe in my twenties, you know, I'd wind up with people and stuff like that. There'd be some one night stands and shit like that. But I'm never attractive enough or or appealing enough to be a hookup guy. I just I just don't have the fucking equipment needed. You know what I mean? Uh, and 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 I can't imagine what it would be like if you hooked up with somebody and the sex was fucking awful, and then you're like all right, what do we do here? Do we get breakfast? Like, what the fuck happens? Do I make toast for this person as we callously stare at each other in disappointment? I couldn't even think about it. You know, I I don't... Look, and and also, if somebody... Like, if it was a terrible fuck and the whole night was a bust and then they wanted to go eat lunch or something, I'd be like, look, man, I didn't even have good fun fucking you. I don't want to eat a three-bean salad with you. That just sounds atrocious, man. Uh, But but I don't know. I mean, I guess you're supposed to make that effort the next day and, and... look, when you first hook up with somebody, it's always sometimes you zig when you're supposed to zag and you're you got it takes a while to you learn everybody's rhythm and shit like that, which is another reason why to me one night stands never really made a lot of sense. I mean, it did when I was alone on the fucking road and doing shit like that. Uh, And also, you can't get you can't fuck up head. Um, Well, I mean, I I can't, but I mean, other people possibly could. (laughs) (laughs) But like I, but the rest of the time, man, if you if you wind up, you, you know, you fuck somebody and you pull your dick out and you come all over their thigh before anything happens, you're just like, oh man, what's gonna happen? This is fucking terrible. And then, what do you do then? You cuddle and sleep? I don't. I don't even know, man. I just and I've look. I've had my share of awkward experiences. Why? Let here's one now. No,
2: it's just, Podcast. Podcast. Podcast.